Hey everyone, and welcome to the NXS Cast, a show where friends come together to discuss, digest, and dream all things gaming in excess. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Dash, and today in episode 11, we got some Nintendo Direct impressions that we just came fresh out of. We got a bunch of interesting news, including some breaking news that just broke uh, about 30 minutes ago. Thank you, Jeremy. And a discussion on a bunch of uh, recent releases. Uh, spoiler, Kana. I was going to say Death Loop. Yeah, Death Loop <laughs> and Death Stranding Director's Cut. Joining me as always, our co-host, the waifu king himself, Jeremy Rain. Uh, What's yes. up, waifu king? My waifu knights, I knight you. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man? Doing good. It's almost Friday. I thought it was Friday for a second. I was like, I was just telling my wife, me I'm too. like, hey, happy Friday. I'm like, nope, never mind. We were um, we were talking about this the other day. If you said that today or yesterday was monday and today was tuesday and then you mentally prepared yourself for that and then you found out it was thursday mm. would mm. it make you feel any better yes i don't know i am confused um and it sounds like you're in the death loop and speaking of death loop break the loop fresh out of the loop himself mr k fun kevin how was that loop, man? You could you could take the man out of the loop, but you can't get the loopiness out of the man. <laughs> What's up, brother? Good game. Uh, not not too much, which is which is great because there's been a lot this week. I feel like the last like three weeks have been so busy, and today specifically, Jeremy actually was in the trenches with me earlier today. Uh, <clears throat> it's just I'm glad it's over, and tomorrow's Friday, and we oh. have two days of. You got you guys were in the trenches together. What were you guys playing? Metal Gear Solid or, or, or <laughs> Death, no Death Stranding or oh, at work? Okay, <sighs> it was a game risk. Well, happy Ooh. Friday Eve. Uh, I guess it were the Friday feelings all around because we we look forward to this day oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. every every single week. And what more than this week when we have an awesome guest, Twitter sensation and host of the Game Junkie Show, Slit Liquor. Or, I mean, uh, <laughs> our audio listeners are going to be like, what the hell? <laughs> They're going to be like, Daniel, whoa. What Crystal, does he just say? Crystal D. Smith, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's so good to have you. Thanks uh, for having me on. I, I I just, the name came to me. I, I just, I got excited and I went with it. I'm sorry to throw hey. you off. It's all good. I have a feeling that we're going to get the explicit tag on our uh, yes. audio yes. uploads, and I'm I'm always happy about that because I got yeah. you know I got a, I got a couple of good boys in Kevin and Jeremy. I'm yeah. the one that has to throw in the fuck. Just I to, you guys want to just, just rattle off a couple words right now. Explicit. <laughs> we don't. I don't think we have to write. <laughs> I don't no. think we have Let's to hear those now. bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, you really have to force that one out. Um, Crystal, Crystal, yeah. what were you about to say? I was just Kevin doesn't really look natural when he's trying to curse. It's just <laughs> I don't. What are you talking about? I fucking love cursing. <laughs> I'm a dirty asshole. Um, Crystal, let's get to know you for our readers, viewers, listeners. We don't have a blue read. We have readers. Um, like who? Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> what, what are you about when it comes to gaming? And tell us about the Game Junkie Show. Dude, I'm just a basic ass bitch. Um, mm -hmm. I <laughs> I love video games. Me too, sister. I I've been playing since fuck like 1985 since I was four. I started on Joust on the Atari 2600, and I have yes. just been in love 
with the art of gaming ever since. I just absolutely love it. Like I don't I don't want to go to your baby showers, Karen, or your <laughs> or your weddings. I don't want to go and do shit. I just I got off of Facebook. I got off of Facebook specifically because I was getting invited to way too many baby showers. I was just like, "This, I got to cut this off." I don't want to go. About to invite you. No, I don't want to go to your Tupperware parties. <laughs> I just, dude, I just want a game. Like, just, What's a Tupperware yeah, party? Just, yeah. They, do those actually exist? Well, you, you basically a Tupperware party, but you buy like dicks and stuff. It's like a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but I hear that, I right? No like when when you have a weekend where you're like, okay, I like I have no plans, and then someone invites you to something, and you're like, that's like four hours away, um, that yeah. away from my gaming. Uh, it has to be a really worthwhile event to get me away from uh, yep. gaming. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. If totally. I wasn't married to my wife, I would not go to half the things that I go to. <laughs> She's like, we have to make an appearance. I'm like, do we though? The Halo yeah. beta. Yeah. You do. You do, uh, you know, occasionally. Now, oh. the Game Junkie show, um, I, I really appreciate this show. I've caught a, a few episodes. Um, what I really like about it is that you pick a lot of really tough topics but good conversations to have, like topics like review bombing or journalistic integrity or game difficulty, things that, you know, people have to sort of tiptoe around sometimes um, because they can get really heated. But what I do really like about it is that you have, um, you know, you have a rotating guest list. I see that you have some people like Logic that, that's that been in multiple, um, Guernico, Boki, haven't seen Boki in a while. Uh, you know, you have, you have a number of uh, reoccurring guests, but you bring in some like di diverse voices and you guys have some really healthy um, conversations, like really hearty conversations about one topic per show. Yeah, I mean, that's what, that's fantastic compliment. Thank you for that. But that was really, that was, my my vision, my dream was to have a community show where people felt like their voices could be heard and where they felt like they were part of a positive community. There's such a stereotype that comes along with gamers. And I'm mm. like, fuck that. We're so much more than that. Like mm. we are a community of game junkies. <clears throat> like we're positive people that genuinely have a passion for this and we want to share it with other people and we want people to be happy and we want games to do really well. So Mm -hmm. A lot of so many of these people felt so shy to come on the show. And I'm like, don't worry, I'll make you feel comfortable. It's it's OK, but I, I love it. It's and I it's not like a set rotation. People just come on as they come on. And sometimes indie developers come on and it's just it's literally a show that's for the community. And it's just about bringing people together and sharing that love and taking hard topics, but being able to to discuss it in a really adult way that still yep. comes out positive. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> and and people could be on opposite sides, like the, the game difficulty one, you know, I, there's differing opinions, but it's all respectful. Um, you, you, you really nailed it. And, you know, for me, it's always a highlight to see people that I interact with, like, you know, via text on, on Twitter and to see their faces and hear their voices. It's just really nice. Um, it really does feel like a show of the community and uh, a ton of my favorites have been on there. So um, awesome show and um, really glad to have you uh, guest on our show today. Thank you for having me. And you know, you're coming Agreed. on, you know, you're coming on the game <laughs> junkie show, right? I want to, that was my, actually okay. my introduction to you. I, I've been telling you, I've been like, you know, brainstorming some topics. I actually even got Wes involved. Shout out to Wes and uh, the great Ooh. game debate. Getting involved, I'm like, what would be a good topic to to bring to Crystal Show? Because some of those are intense, and I'm not like I listen to them. I'm like, wow, like 
the the depth and and breadth of the topics in in some of these shows are just so good. I, you know, I'm not sure I could speak that much about one particular topic. So uh, I absolutely want to do it. And you know, if I could bring uh, these two along wherever, wherever I'm pointing at <laughs> Kevin and Jeremy, you know, like bring the whole NXS crew. That'd be awesome. Let's do to do it. A little yeah. collab there. I'm down for it. And sometimes literally these episodes like that, we, we don't put a lot of thought into it. We just get into these great conversations on Twitter and then I'll be that's like, awesome. Hey, this is a really cool, would you like to talk about this on the show? And sometimes it's complete strangers. And that's how I'm connecting with these people is like, Hey, cool. you, this is a cool topic. This is a very cool topic, but like you guys are opposing let's put it it's it's yeah, just it's yeah. that organic and it's that simple yeah i love it like and it's very timely too like you guys like right after the halo fruit fruit stand uh <laughs> debacle <laughs> on twitter you guys did the whole details in gaming so it's the topics are very timely um now crystal before we get into what you've been playing i want to do a little bit of housekeeping first uh if you like what we're doing please y'all hit that like button uh and that really helps others find our videos um and if you're not subscribed hope we can win you today hope you uh consider a subscription by the end of the episode i think we got crystal here to help us out with that uh we got a really good show for you and before we get into the topics let's get into what we've been playing and we'll start with our honorary guest what you've been playing uh older games excite bike uh, oh yes yes excite bike contra i've been playing a little bit of the division two i'm not a big but i got some people i play online with fallout 4 i don't know why the urge said play a buggy fucking game but um i've been playing it and having having a good is time is it still buggy dude i feel like it's worse now it's oh wow I, I, are you are you using any mods nope it's just oh my gosh I got to say, dude, there's like changing seasons mods, making the areas more pretty mods, making water. I want more those realistic. mods. I'm tired of the brown and gray. They're really cool. Palette. They made it much more playable for me. It's like I don't use like infinite stuff. Like I just use the ones that make the environment prettier. I've never and modded it's... on a console. I'm a little. Yeah. Afraid. Well, well, big, big mama is her name. And if I break my <laughs> PS5, like I can't get another one. It'll be... they I am not touching that. Yeah, that PS5 is like pretty pretty easy uh you go in there and like it'll tell you straight up there's some disclaimers each one has ratings and you like load like a stack and so obviously if you're doing like a crazy amount like it's a little dangerous because they can break each other but they can't break the system per se because the game will just shut down and then then you just reload and you can unequip the mods uh and so they make it pretty easy they make it uh fairly accessible because i've never modded either until fallout 4 mm. <laughs> they uh they learned from skyrim it wasn't Skyrim notorious for like breaking PS3s or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. They're all you could But do I mean Yeah, a lot of those games like live on uh, on mods. Like isn't yeah. like the Forgotten City wasn't that wasn't that like started that's out true. with as a Skyrim mod, right? Yep. And that's like yep. one yep. of the like game of the year discussion candidates yeah. by some critics. So yeah. that's interesting. I still want to play it. It looks uh, boring as hell, but I can't wait to play it. <laughs> it looks so boring, but it's like <laughs> one of those where it's like, read this book and it's like, this is the best book ever. You got to read it. And then you look at the book and it's like this <laughs> thick and like two point fonts. I'm like, Oh yeah. man, like give me the cliff notes. Give me the cliff. Yeah. It looks so boring. Um, I, I'd want to watch Maybe Maybe I could watch a video of it and say that. I yeah. Like, you know, do it, uh, do it reviewer style. <laughs> I mean, that's what, that's what half of Twitter does when they don't like yeah. a game. They watch their next door neighbors, friends, goats, third removed cousin play it <laughs> in their living room. So now they're a fucking expert on the combat. Yes. Can tell you yes. Oh yeah. I watched yeah, 12 yeah, yeah. hours of God of War combat. I know that it's yeah. janky. 
all yeah, the exactly. all of those those really crappy Last of Us two takes. Uh, the majority of them <laughs> are from people. We we don't need to we don't need to open up that can of worms. We'll, we'll talk about Last you of Us later did, on the show. Though, and then you did. Thank you. Just, yeah, you did. You I do that often. You open I, the can. I'm a greatest. No, close that shit back up. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the Last of Us. <laughs> we're gonna talk about the Last of Us. We have a whole portion for, for it later. Um, Last right, Crystal, and anything else <laughs> that you want to talk about that you've been playing? Nah, I just I've I've been feeling retro, man. I've just really been stuck on Excite Bike. I, I just is Excite Bike was that a Genesis game or N- NES? That's Nintendo. an old yeah. school oh. Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. I remember Excite when I was a kid and I didn't understand you could over your engine that. and I just rev hundred percent and my bike would blow up and I'd be like, This game sucks. <laughs> yep. Contra, That's... I've been trying to beat like I went I decided to go back and see can I beat some of the older games I beat as a kid, and it turns out I absolutely fucking can't. Um, yeah. I, just, it's, it's... <laughs> I feel like I was smarter as a child when it came to video games. Like Lego games confuse me sometimes. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And I remember like when I was a kid and the first Lego game came out, I, I had no problem solving it. <laughs> I was more patient too. Like I definitely yeah. had faster reflexes. Like now I'm about to be, I'm about to be 40. You put your five-year-old against me in call of duty and I'm fucking done. Like I, yeah. Just, yeah. I don't have the yeah. reflexes. I'm not patient either. On the I'm iPad. Being... And you're like, ah. Well, as adults, our attention is just spread across so many different things and so many different games and just adulting and, and all that. Yeah, Whereas yeah. a kid, you had a game and that game was your life for mm-hmm. months. Like you studied that game and and you didn't know any, like there was no easy mode. Like you suffered yeah. through The Lion King. You suffered mm-hmm. through Aladdin, oh. which by the way, those games are getting re-released. I just thought yes, they, they, they have so a rewind hard. button though. Uh, I'm excited about it. Yeah, battle toads and you know all that stuff. Um, oh, battle toads! Yes. Oh man, <laughs> you endured. You endured that difficulty. You're like that's just the way it was. You know, you I died, was obsessed you over. with it. Like I yeah. didn't want to put it down, and yep. I just accepted defeat 99.9 percent of the time. And now 99.9 percent of the time, I'm like, oh, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> yeah, yeah, this game's broken. Yeah, <laughs> waifu king. <laughs> Jeremy Rain, the Souls like stud. It's been a busy week for you, man, Captain Ginyu. Um, you have so many nicknames. Do you have so many games? <laughs> you have so many games that you've played this week. I mean, I've dabbled in a quite a few. I think you know, I've tried the uh, not. I think I've dabbled in the um, what was it called? The the Flynn, Son of Crimson. Uh, yes, that's what the that? one. That was on uh, Game Pass, right? Yeah, it was on Game Pass. It was from uh, a part of that Humble Games, I think. Oh, nice. Uh, where they had a kind of deal with a Humble Games publisher. Oh. And they're releasing their games on Game Pass almost on uh, day one uh, when these games launch. Um, so, so that looking. Yeah, that one's uh, like an old school um, side scroller. Uh, mm-hmm. Not necessarily, I, w- I wouldn't classify it as a Metroidvania. Um, but it does share a lot of like the old school platforming where you're kind of have to time your jumps. Uh, you got enemies. Um, but you know, admittedly, I didn't spend too much time on that. And, you know, any time that I had to dedicate this week to games pretty much went into uh death loop trying to break. Yeah. The loop. Um, yeah. How, how are you liking it? Fucking loop. <laughs> I, I'm liking it. Uh, so admittedly, like, I can appreciate the fact that you know the the main enemies, the the, the visionaries of the world. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You can pretty much, well, at least in in the beginning, that you can pretty much take them out with a headshot. 
not too many games kind of let you do that. Um, but on the opposite end, they can also take you out in like two shots. Yeah, I don't uh, let them, long. man. I see them and I'm like panic attack. You know, it's just yeah. like <laughs> go fuck bad shit crazy. Just yeah, like just unloading close your whatever, eyes, pull the what, whatever I have on. Them. I don't think I've. You know, this isn't even a humble brag because I'm crappy at the game, but like I don't think I've <laughs> died to a visionary because yeah. I am in just like I throw everything at them, slaps, yes. grenades, every gun <laughs> I have at them. Um, but yeah, you're right, Jeremy. Like you can like creep up on them and like stealth mm -hmm. kill them, right? Mm -hmm. And uh yeah. like one one of them I killed where I'm like, oh, that was the visionary. I thought <laughs> my bad. I thought that was just one of the regular like NPCs. Yeah. Well, yeah, so when I use Nexus and it attaches onto them, it'll it'll kill them too, and you just kill another enemy and you're like Oh shoot! I, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't know Nexus worked on them like that. Yeah. What are you saying? Yeah. No, I was saying so. So um, that visionary <laughs> that gives you that Nexus like ability, that slab, yeah. um, was the one that I did last night, and um, she she like it made sense to me now. Just picking up her her weapon of why I was dying in like two hits, literally. Mm -hmm. It mm. took me a little bit to figure that out, but I do like, you know, overall in that game, it's very sandboxy in that you can kind of tackle a level kind of the way that you want it to. And you don't necessarily have to, you know, go through the front door. There's like multiple avenues where you yeah. can kind of get into a certain facility if you, if you have to. Um, and then there's also multiple ways to kind of like tackle uh, kind of like the, the enemies in that level. Um, yeah, I will say you can kind of exploit, at least in the beginning, kind of like the enemy AI um, to the point to that you can pretty much kind of take care of them without without any like issues. Um, but they on the downside, they do a lot of damage to you as well. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, I, I but mean, then you got the reprise, which it's like if you decide to get sloppy, you have two other chances mm -hmm. at this. Which I did get sloppy last night, <laughs> and uh, I, I just kind of wanted to see like how fast I can like just John Wick it throughout the <laughs> level, and you can pretty much do that because of the of the aim assist. Um, yeah. Yeah, you guys I keep did. talking about the aim assist. I don't see. It. I had. I like again. I'm left handed, so I feel like <laughs> first person aiming. You're left handed too. Oh, BFF. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, my I guess my right thumb just isn't accurate enough when it comes. That's why it's like, like first person shooter. Honestly, like because I think it's on by default, and I think it's up yeah. to hundred percent by default. And so I think I think How do you I get it to two hundred. You just have to be within like like a few inches of like the dude's head, and it'll like whoop, snap right mm -hmm. to it. Right, right when you aim down the sights. I want, the Titanfall, the, I want the Titanfall 2. I want the Titanfall 2 portion. Just like, the smart gun. yeah, the smart. Dude, that's what it, I want. That's that. kind of what it feels like, like uh, Red Dead, like Red Dead, where you just you aim and it snaps to the first Dang. target, and then you stop aiming yeah. and you aim again. Is that the Dead like, Eye? That's yeah. kind of what Deathloop does. It, it, the second you aim down the sights, it'll snap to to target. So, Kevin, what um. The game I'm going to talk about that I've been playing is Deathloop because I, I beat it. I've been playing it a lot. <laughs> you beat it as well. You've been playing it a lot. And then we're going to say yeah. Kana, Kana for our uh, mm -hmm. Kana discussion, which is right after this. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, I'll let you. I'll let you. I'll let you continue if you keep talking. If you're talking still. Yeah. No, I just encountered um, like two two bugs that I didn't necessarily know how to get out of. So there it was, was like actually there there was one loop where you pick up the uh, the little tool that you use to kind of like hack doors and mm -hmm. um, hack turrets and things like that. The I picked magic. it up. Yeah, I picked it up and it uh, it 
I didn't get any prompts to get out of that door. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, yeah. so I was like, that's that's great. Um, and Just then I actually got water. stuck. And I don't know if you know if it was a late night thing. I actually got stuck in the start menu. Like, <laughs> like I couldn't get out of it. Like in the so pause that's, menu, that's I should say. Yeah. For the character. That's, that's the only uh, glitch I got was I couldn't get out of it and I had to, I was like halfway through a loop and I had to just oh, abandon no. that one. So it was a little bit of a bummer, but it know, was whatever. a bummer because I had just eliminated the Nexus uh, visionary. Mm, oh, I, had that to do, I had to do it all over again. Yep. Yeah. I had to worst. restart the loop, so to speak. Yes. So yeah. Kev Kevin, before I get to you, um, Crystal, I know you like, um, you know, you like, uh, like Western RPGs and stuff. I know you like the outer, uh, worlds. I always get that mixed up with outer wilds. Um, <laughs> is Deathloop on your radar at all? Have you tried it? Do you, are you interested in it? Uh, probably I'm not a huge shooter fan, especially first person shooter. So I, I don't know. I'm excited that it's doing well. I'm super happy that people like it. I just, mm. it's, I'm not particularly called to it. Is, isn't outer worlds a shooter? It is, yeah, but it's, dude. When you, I'm not. You I'm put, not trying to be a. Dude. No, but it's true. It's true. Well, just, it's like Fallout, though. It's yeah. like an uh, RPG kind of. Yeah, and there's there's just more consequences. It's it's a different kind of gameplay. Like if shooting is a byproduct of the game, it's yeah. it's different yeah. than a game that's solely running around and. Mm -hmm. I'm not so, knocking those games. I just like more than pew pew. Well, that's okay. what you might love about Deathloop. It's got a really rich story, actually, which was really surprised me because uh, I kind of thought it was just going to be like exactly that. I, I thought it was just me running around, knocking people's heads off and getting powers. And then it ended up being like a really fun mystery to solve, which was cool. It was very the unexpected. hilarious. Yes, the banter yeah, is the so good. Hilarious. Yeah. The voice acting is phenomenal in it. Yes. Yeah, the story is really interesting. And I'm not a big shooter myself. Um, I, I like, you know, several shooters, but I like, it's not a, a genre I typically go to, which is exactly why I played the game like Ghost Runner. I was just um, using the abilities and I was just running up on people and slashing them. Um, <laughs> I did, I did that more often than shooting them because uh, I would miss and <laughs> I would get them, I would alert the whole base and they'd all come <laughs> after me. Um, okay. Oh, Kevin. Well, now what am I going to talk about? No, I was actually, it's funny. I was going to talk about Deathloop, but, and then I was going to talk about Kana. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. So, so we're going to go to Tales of Arise. Uh, I've been playing, cause I've been playing Deathloop, Kana, Tales of Arise. And actually funny enough, uh, not trying to open that can of worms, but I actually was playing Last of Us 2 uh, oh, this cool. week. Cause personally, personally, I do think that's one, it's one of the greatest games ever made. It's, it, it, it made me feel things. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I've never played a game that I've been like, screw you, villain. Damn it. She had a point. Uh, I mean, Thanos, <laughs> I guess he didn't do anything wrong. Anyway, that being said, uh, so. No, I mean, that's not a spoiler. You know, at this yeah. point, you know, Abby has been <laughs> revealed. Actually, I'm going to plug our friends again, as well as Crystal. Mm -hmm. She was on the uh, great game debate with uh, who'd you debate? You debated Wes. Yeah. It was an Abby versus Ellie debate. <laughs> Damn. And it's actually, it was actually game, a really good one. Like, who, I think who, by the who is the, the better game, character? I was more on Abby's side. I was pissed about that. Like, I was, like, genuinely mad because I understood. Like, I'm like, dude, you started this. Yeah. You know, anyway, so, um, yeah. So, anyway, I've been playing that again just because uh, I think recently got, like, a 60 frames patch. And so I just redownloaded it this week uh, to kind of see how that felt. And it felt great. 
Uh, but Tales of Rise, man, that game's really good. I love it. Uh, speaking of RPGs and stuff, um, I didn't think I was gonna love it as much as I do. Uh, it's it's just a wonderful game, yeah. and I mean, and shout out. I'm just to, seeing a lot to, of really great things on it from yeah. From people the, people are jazzed about it. Yeah, actually, that's so funny. You'd say the the word jazz right now because I was gonna jokingly joke about uh, someone on Twitter named Jazz. We keep joking about um, these owls in the game. They're like these little short, stubby, little fat owls, and they're so cute. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, that being said, <laughs> uh, that has nothing to do with anything uh, other than the fact that I love these short, stubby little owls. We uh, like our friend Jazz. Combat, yeah. The combat is phenomenal. It's so smooth and just makes you feel powerful, and it's it's really great. I mean, the dialogue seems a little stiff. That's probably my only like mm, about it. We uh, knew that in the demo, though, right? Like yeah. when we played the demo, we we said that, like we, yeah. we saw that in the demo. Yeah, but I still like it. I mean, the voice actors are still charismatic to a certain degree, uh, and and fun. But that, to but, that, but, that to. but that Shion though, Alvin. <laughs> Alvin. <laughs> <laughs> Shion though. <laughs> Sorry, like, just pink hair just gets me, man. The yeah, waifu kingdom is going to do what like the waifu kingdom does. Half masked. <laughs> That's, 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 that's a man of strawberry mystery. blonde. That's strawberry blonde. I love um, it. Anyway, yeah, that's about all I have to say. It's a great game, and I definitely recommend it for RPG lovers. Yeah, it's uh, I um about I'm about like 12 minutes into the game, and then I'm like, this is <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Time to put it aside because Death Loop is like tomorrow. Um, I'm sorry with me. I'm I'm gonna get back to it eventually. I need to play a JRPG. <clears throat> I've been so yeah. like. Outside of Final Fantasy VII Remake, I've been so like disconnected from the yeah, JRPG yeah. world that I feel like I need to... Like, and I feel like Tales of Rise is that game to, to get me back into yeah. it. Well, and I literally feel... That was exactly what happened to me. I was like, oh, Tales of Rise is so great. Deathloop. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's gone. And I haven't oh, man. it until this week. I know, I know you got that digitally, so that was your Garth Brooks yeah. uh, CD, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to... I'm gonna just talk about Deathloop just a little bit a little more bit since we, we've we've covered it. Uh, that was awesome. That was awesome. Garth, Garth Brooks, I just pulled that out of nowhere. <laughs> I don't know. The guitars in the background inspired me. So um, I uh, achieved uh, a milestone uh, this week. I beat my first ever Bethesda game, and uh, it happened to be on PS5. And it was Deathloop, right? And it just happened to be yes. Deathloop. Uh, I beat it. And, you know, here's the thing. I got really far in Skyrim and didn't get very far in Fallout. And uh, I've played uh, several of their other games. Uh, but they just would, can't hold my attention long enough. But I think, yeah. like, the yeah. like the mystique of Deathloop's, like, world and, uh, and its aesthetics and everything, like, really lured me in. And it's just, like, you don't get games that really look like that that have yeah. that sort of unique aesthetic like um it's it's uh yeah it's it's like you know like bioshock for instance it's yeah. just like just a game where you just like look around the environment and um that studio has arcane i'm echoing here i don't know if you guys hear some of that but that studio has a reputation for that stuff i mean if uh i haven't i, I need to go back and finish uh, or actually play a lot more of dishonored but mm -hmm. They that studio has a really atten great attention to detail to environmental assets and and like art art and everything. So, um, big fan of Deathloop. Really enjoyed it, um, and I am like thirsty for more arcane content now. So, uh, <laughs> as soon as I get a chance, yeah, I'm gonna go back to Dishonored, and mm -hmm. um, really want to get to Dishonored too because I hear that's a really good one. And then that's eventually what I downloaded get this week too. 
Dishonored <laughs> 2? Yeah. Because you, Cause you played Dishonored thing. 1. Yeah. I played Dishonored 1, and I absolutely loved it. Um, I never played the second one or, obviously, the DLC that came out. Uh, but everybody keeps telling me just how amazing it is. So I need to get in there. Cool. Well, hey, let's uh, jump right into our topics. And, and talking about more releases um, this week, Kena, Bridge of Spirits, was released. Um, who was excited for that one? Is that something you guys were all hyped up for? I mean, I was. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was hyped for the community. I'm I'm happy when games come out because people are happy. So even if, yes. if even if I'm not like, oh my god, I'm excited for this game, I'm hyped about every game because somebody somewhere is really happy about it. And that yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Halo Five. Nobody liked Halo Five. I'm just kidding. <laughs> people like some people like Halo Five, but you know it was kind of a, it was it was a little weird, right? The ramp up to launch and like the game had already been delayed. For, I mean, it was supposed to be a launch game, right? And then I think it got delayed from like April to August and then from August to uh, September. And uh, September was starting to roll around. I'm like, I'm not hearing anything about this game. It was another showcase. Um, their marketing account or their their Twitter account started to like post like three days ago, two days yeah, ago. And I'm yeah. like, okay, it's actually launching. That's good news. But like Sony didn't do a whole lot to, I feel like promoted in the last few days leading up to it, or the last yeah. week leading up to it. And what was also a little odd was the review embargo for it was the minute the game was announced. So I was cautiously wow. optimistic. I, you know, I was, I was trying to like recall my positive thoughts. I'm like, there were, I'm like, there were previews for this game and the, the previews were positive and yeah, yeah. I've seen clips of this game and it looks good. Um, and, but I was just like, it's a little odd. Um, I, I don't know. Let me, let me, let me turn it over to you guys. Like, Jeremy, did you feel? Did you find the fact that one, the re review embargo for it was on the actual launch, and the fact that we hadn't really heard anything for it leading up to launch, was that odd I to you? It, I mean, I think if you were kind of used to like, um, kind of how reviews were handled, kind of like in years past, where, you know, it's it was almost kind of like the movie industry, right? Like if you didn't get an advanced screening to that movie, it was likely going to be kind of like a like a dud, like what were they, yeah. what were they hiding? Um, so I, I think when it comes to games, it kind of applies to you. So when you have mm -hmm. kind of like an embargo that happens on release day, then it's really just like, okay, so how did it actually turn out? Like, did, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you, you kind of have that negative perception, but I think, you know, slowly that we we're kind of seeing that um Really, indie indie developers, these smaller developers, don't really have the resources needed to kind of uh, kind of figure out the logistics of of like you know like sending review codes out and and you know because they're they're handling the kind of like the marketing aspect of it too, uh, depending you know on their contracts with the with the publishers, of course. Um, but I think we've seen like games like Deathloop, right? Or not Deathloop, uh, Death, Death Store. Store. <laughs> Death Store. Uh, so <laughs> a lot of death. This, this year um, we have we've had Death's Door, Death Loop, and Death Stranding director's cut. It's just exactly. like too much death. But go on, uh, go on. Please. But yeah, you know, like I, I, I think you know, I read somewhere that Death Store also had a review embargo pretty much on the same day that it launched, and that game turned out to be like freaking great. Like yeah, yeah amazing. Um, and it. And it's good too that you know when we see kind of like after Kina came out that it also received um, good scores as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I I feel like you know when it comes to like smaller games, 
you don't necessarily have to worry about like the review embargo yeah. being on the day of release, um, especially games that are kind of short. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What you kind of have to worry about, are, oddly enough, are the the big guys. larger, yeah, yeah, the larger publishers, the okay. more well-known developers, um, having their embargo date kind of close to release, unless it's a like a games as a service or a multiplayer heavy game, because obviously that requires kind of like a community behind it um, for you to get a accurate kind of like view or perspective. Um, yeah, and you know, I think you're starting to see some of that where you got like some of the big holiday shooters uh, coming out uh, in yeah. the next couple of months and the betas are showing them in pretty rough shape right now. So yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, uh, at, th at this point with the releases this, this holiday, it's like the COVID and working from home is, yeah. it's catching up sure. to these guys. And, and I think yeah. a lot of, a lot of them don't have the, the liberty of like pushing back, but yeah, I think you made some really great points. Um, Jeremy and like Kana haven't for a year we've been saying we want a physical edition of this game and they've just been quietly sitting on it until finally they they struck a publishing deal with uh forget the name of the max something maximum games, games or something maximum like that, games yeah. uh to get a physical edition out that's not available until like November and I think I told you guys I ordered it and it was like 60 bucks <laughs> with like shipping and everything I'm like damn this was supposed to be like a you know a a forty dollar game that I'm paying essentially full <laughs> price for. Um, Kevin, before I jump to you, because you and I have played it uh, pretty extensively, uh, Crystal, I just want to get to you really quick. You said you're excited about like the community. I, I share those same like there are a lot of JRPGs or even the Nintendo Direct today where I'm like I'm excited for the people that are into it. A lot of the stuff's not for me, mm -hmm. but I'm not gonna hate on you for liking a, a genre or a game that isn't my cup of tea. Um, yeah. Have you checked out Kena at all? Or do you have any interest in it? What are your thoughts overall on the game? I mean, it looks super cute. I have an interest <laughs> in it. I, I just, I, I've got a good, I, I'm kind of a weird methodical gamer. Like I, <laughs> I schedule things out so I know what I'm going to play and when. Yep. And I just, I, I have these processes that I have to keep and I have to finish one game before I go to the next. And I like, I'm just very weird about that. It's It's <laughs> on my radar. I mean, I might, pick it i'm also kind of a physical hoe there's something about like the, oh yeah daniel is too when you when you that, <laughs> yeah, that, physical hoe that, yeah, like, absolutely that cellophane, is a physical hoe. like you hear yeah. the and you smell it yes and then the, the snaps you just, got the snaps mm -hmm. from just, opening it just pop the, that box open i gotta tell you though oh, pop that box open and get your face in it I used to have so many physical games yep. uh and steelbook editions and and all the collector's editions and all that and but we kept moving and every time we moved, <laughs> I had to pack up like like those giant IKEA bookshelves that are like six shelves high, just filled with PlayStation games. And and I'd have to pack them up every time. And I'm like, no, I did. I just got to get rid of this. Where are those and games, so I went, Kevin? Oh, I want those yeah. games. I know, I know. Where are they? So we didn't meet I hope they're boxed games. up somewhere. I Let kept, me have them. I kept some games. I only kept like this many. Oh no. Uh, yes, and everything else is digital now. And you I know, know what I miss? Today. You know what I miss? Tell me when, Tell me what when, when the games had instruction manuals Yes, and Wait. kind of like a general overview of the game from like the characters and, yep. and, and, yep. and like gameplay systems. Like I miss that. Like yeah. one of the, one of the best parts growing up was going to Toys R Us or, or target getting a PlayStation yes. game and then, you know, not necessarily being able to play it right away, 
but yeah. you at least had something to kind of like read and look at, yep. uh, you know, like before you actually got into the game. I missed that. Y'all, you guys just like transported me to a place where I'm sitting in the car, like my parents' car. I was back exactly seat, the back same seat thing. with the uh, SNES, you know, cardboard yes. uh, open and yes, just like I was say. Just, just popping that guy open and reading the manual in the car on the way home. You just took me okay. to a really happy place. <laughs> really, or, really quick tangent on there. Go ahead, Crystal. I'll I was just going to say next level up, right? Before we had internet. Okay, yeah. you go and buy a thick ass book that yes. tells, like where to oh, find yeah. everything and how to yes. get through it. Like if Fallout Four was like mm -hmm. way earlier, we'd have these giant books. Encyclopedia. Yes. Oh, all my Final okay. Fantasies. Like I had to get a strategy guide to like get all like the ultimate <laughs> weapons and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, Kevin. Two quick things. So first of all, when I was a kid, I couldn't afford. My mom couldn't afford to get me like the 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 walkthroughs and stuff, the guides. So I'd go to like. What was it at the time? Like uh there was before GameStop, there was like a, a bunch of different game rush babbages and yeah, one of them. Yeah, there was all these different game stores, and then GameStop just KB toys. Over. Yeah, oh KB Toys. Oh my gosh, the memories. I bought Zelda toys from KB Toys. Anyway, so long story short, I'd go there and I'd crack these things open because they didn't wrap them in like cellophane at that point. That's true. I'd crack them open, I'd look for the one thing I needed, mm -hmm. go home, do it. But I remember when I got Majora's mask, I didn't have the expansion card that you needed for the uh then n64 so i remember getting it popping it in and being like <gasps> and uh, my mom and i went to three different stores at like 6 p.m and uh and and no one had it and finally she's like you know what let's check out this like sears or whatever so mm. we went to sears and uh no circuit city we went to circuit city circuit Grab they so had literally one left and we were 45 minutes from home and i remember sitting in the back with my copy of Majora's because I took it with me in the box because I had to be like explain the whole thing to everybody because I didn't know what I was looking for. Uh, and so I like I remember popping open the cardboard box and reading through the manual. And I remember opening the expansion card and just holding it and being like looking at the red top and being like, oh, this is so cool. I just yeah. you brought me back, yeah. Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. He took us to a happy place. <laughs> so you, you you took us Jeremy and Crystal took us to this happy place because you brought up physical. Mm. And uh, are you, so what were you saying? Are you saying you're like maybe waiting in at a, for like when they're more readily available, when it's in your schedule? I mean, I might, we'll see. I've got, um, I'm playing first time Death Strander is about to happen. Ooh. Yes. Yep. Yes. Uh, in for a treat. And then uh, I'm sure to I'm, slam that like button. Just I'm going to get, I'm going to get Far Cry 6. I'm going to give yes. Ubi, I'm going to give Ubi one more try. I'm doing the Far Cry 6. <laughs> um, I can't remember. I've got like, I've got a little, I've got a little star Wars book and I like plan out what I'm going to, I'm so weird. Like I have a plan of what I'm going to play and I take notes so I can go back to an RPG years later and this go, okay, notebook. I've already done these. Oh, that's cool. mine, is, <laughs> mine is very similar. So I can look at it and go, okay, I've done the runs this time, this next time I want to do it this way and align with these people and make these decisions. I'm just so, I just can't break that pattern. I don't know what's yes. wrong with me. Yeah. I, I, uh, I respect that so much. Like I, I try to be like that and be disciplined like that, but the hype train of Twitter yep, yep. and the, just the gaming community gets to me. It's like tales of rise. That wasn't like, it was on my radar, but like yeah. I had to get it cause everyone else was excited for it, which is why I played it for 12 minutes. I'm not like um, that at all. Minutes. Not, not at all. I, I, I can totally, I'm, 
I'm hype for other people, but I'm like, yes. yeah, I'm, I'm good. I, I, just, I applaud that. And what you're saying there's, I, mean, I, I think when I am able to do that, so I am able to do that in between like major releases. And I don't think anything's like really calling my name in November. So I'm really hoping November yeah. and uh, most of December, I mean, you got halo infinite in December. I'm hoping that's sort of my catch up period to like play the dishonoreds and play like the games one by one that I want to get to. Um, I think I'm probably going to skip out, uh, skip on Far Cry Six because I'll be on Metroid yeah. Dread when that that's happening. Looks like Skyrim and uh, what was the other one? There was another one coming out on the day Skyrim's coming out. I think it was Kotor. Nintendo Direct was saying Kotor is coming out again, uh, but on yeah, Nintendo yeah. this time. <laughs> Um, so this guy's is, uh, believe it or not, this was a Kana discussion. Uh, so yes. <laughs> Kevin, what are your thoughts on Kana so far? I love it, dude. It's so beautiful. Like, okay. I was going to say, um, the ramp up to launch, like it was pretty mysterious, it, you know, and, and when I say mysterious, uh, it really just mean there wasn't a whole lot of information. Um, and, <laughs> but I, I wasn't prepared for how beautiful the game is. Yes. Um, and, and, and I don't know about you, but my first thought when I did my first double jump was Jack and Daxter and how it reminds me of Jack and Daxter because he does the exact same jump. He jumps and he spins as a second jump. Well, I think that's um, why you're just, seeing so many of those. Like this looks like a PS2 game in, in PS5's yeah. clothing. Dude, it's like you're, it's like you're <sighs> playing a Pixar you, movie. Crystal's tired of hearing that. It's like you're playing a Pixar movie. It's so beautiful. It's such a pretty game. I'm and just I love tired of the negative, man. Like, yeah. it's not hard for you to look at something and see something good. It's yes. not hard. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Well, because yeah. I could be utterly uninterested and still admit this is a beautiful game. So, yeah. so I want to, I want to, I have, oh, Jeremy, you were going to say something. No, I was actually, you know, that, that was a criticism that, um, that they mentioned a lot about Kina was it being a, a PlayStation 2 game in disguise. And I, you know, haven't really like thought what what exactly does that do, mean? Do people yeah. say that about the you know tenth iteration of uh, Assassin's Creed? <laughs> Not even tenth, twentieth iteration of Assassin's I mean, Creed. That's a that's play, an Xbox three sixty game, and I mean they're they're yeah, very different now. But like Call of Duty Death and Death. and it's like so many games, like uh, a lot of Western RPGs, a lot of yeah. JRPGs. Yeah. They're like they're not like they're not completely remixing the genre yeah, you know yeah. on its head um to play devil's advocate play devil's advocate i can say that one of my thoughts when it came to combat was it was very stiff uh and that's not to say it's a bad thing they I just have the opposite thoughts on that. well some of the animations are stiff. not the whole thing is stiff some of the animations are a little stiff sometimes when i attack something like i'll be attacking like over here and it'll be like off to my side and i'll still hit him uh, and it's like little things like that that are a little like, but I wouldn't ever say, oh, this is a PS2 game in disguise. Uh, but I don't know, maybe they just are bad at articulating that, okay, it's a little stiff here, yeah. it's a little rough around the edges here, but it's an indie development. And, and, it's and Crystal, a AAA studio. And Crystal, to, um, to clarify, um, people are saying that in an, most people are saying that in an endearing way. You got some people that are saying okay, that. I and that. Yeah, they're like, this is like. All right. Like even that, like if you if you remember like Jeff uh Gerstum from, gives you that from Giant Bomb, like I, I watched their live reacts a year ago when they first showed it, and he was yeah. like, Hey man, this reminds me of the PS2 games back then where games <laughs> could just be games and just like hey, we're gonna do this okay. just like for, okay. for the hell of it, well, right? Like in a good way. Now I will say that a lot of people, and like not to say that you have to review games on a scale or anything like mm -hmm. that, but like 
a lot of people are like, like the, the reviews I feel like are focusing on some of the negatives or like the yeah, things that people yeah. are just indifferent about. They're like, yeah, it doesn't do anything new. And it's this and that. And it's like nowhere in there oh, are no. you saying how much of a, of a feat and an accomplishment this is for a first time studio to make something yeah. as beautiful and yeah. fun and to, to be in. And um, like, Yes, for instance, like the gameplay isn't doing a whole lot of new things, but how does it play? Like a lot of the shooters yeah. aren't doing a lot of new things. How do they play? Like I'm excited for Halo Infinite. We're going to get into it in, in, in a bit, yeah. but like it doesn't look like it does a whole lot differently yeah. than what like Halo 3 did. Every like, other just, Halo game. I, 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 <laughs> you know, at from 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 a distance. Yeah. Um, and and so like it's okay. It's like is the game fun? Are the characters enjoyable? Is the world nice? Yep. And Kana yep. checks the mar uh, the boxes on all of those. Um, another thing that I actually because of the review situation was a little weird. Um, some outlets got them late or didn't even get mm. a code or got them on day off. One outlet, like I don't know how long this game is, but one outlet turned around a review in in less than twenty four hours um, wow. that I saw. Right, and I don't want to call them out or anything David like that. Calls a sweaty. But like to me, like that that brings that the bring that brings up a question is that like I don't love the review process sometimes because yeah, yeah, embargo and dates and rushing and getting things out and being first to get to, to a story, yeah, really dictates the way you play a game. Like I've played yeah. the game now across three days and I'm playing it in like one to two hour sessions, mm -hmm. two to three yeah. hour sessions, and enjoying it. Yeah, and maybe some people enjoy playing a twelve hour game in one session. Yeah, but like I feel like that you get tired doing that. It starts feeling yeah. like work. Well, and, and you take away the, the like enchanting vibe that you get from just taking your time and enjoying the environment and, and the characters and things like that. If you're just trying to get to the next point and beat that next boss and finish the game, you know, it's just, it is a chore. It's a job. Like you said, it doesn't but, feel good. And games shouldn't be a chore, right? Yeah. This is a hobby yeah. that we willingly choose to go to. And yeah. this isn't like a cry against uh, reviewers in general, but like, <laughs> Like there are like a lot of reviewers that have been doing this for a while. And some of them, like, you know, there's been arguments where like, do I even need to finish the game or not? But it's just <laughs> like, why don't you, why don't you give me a review of what a typical playthrough look feels like? Yeah. Not a rushed, let's like skip through the, not, not, not that they skip through the cutscenes or play it on, play it on the easiest mode or not finish it. Um, yeah. And again, not bashing. I'm trying to be like PC here, but not bashing on like if someone plays that. By the way, Kane is a game that on normal it feels like a hard game. I'm surprised yeah, by how challenging it is. But like I, I get like, yes, small small developer, and they got you the review codes late. Take your time with it. Like, yeah, take your yeah. time with it and produce a review with integrity. Yeah, well, because your review could very much affect that game selling that care. one copy. Yeah, and that's that's what makes me so sad. It's like you could write a bad review all day, and and there's people like, and I'm guilty of it sometimes. I'll read a review and be like, uh, maybe I'll wait, you know, because I and now I don't want to spend my money on on that game that someone said was bad. One person in the world said it was bad, um, but yeah. uh, you know, just for a little heartfeltness, I love this game. I, I absolutely love how it looks. I love how it plays. Uh, I do love that it gives me that old school kind of PS2 vibe. Like, like it really did make me remember kind of how I felt when I played Jack and Daxter and things like that. Uh, and I got to say on a more personal note, like I'll have my, my, my daughter, like all up in my armpit, like laying down with me on the bed and we're playing this game. And she thinks it's just the cutest thing in the world. When I interact with the, with the rot, which gosh, that's 
a horrible name if you don't know what I'm talking about, but they're these cute little fuzzy <laughs> creatures. And you can like kiss them. You can make them, you know, they like sneeze. You can they dance. Oh, so uh, and my little girl will just sit there and like crack up. And, oh like, yeah. I mean, all the various hats you could equip too. them with. See, I haven't even gotten to a hat cart yet because I've been. It's in the village. It was in the very first village that you see. Like I totally missed it. 10 minutes into totally the game. Missed it. I will so buy it just for that. I will buy yeah. it just for that. Oh, check. I mean, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's such a great game. Okay, where's the hat cart? Tell well, me right now on camera. <laughs> I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up in a second when when maybe someone else is talking. Uh, I just want to. I just want to say a couple of things. I do think that it does do a couple of things. The term it 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 feels like a Pixar movie. I feel like is a little overused. People have used it for Ratchet and Clank, and Ratchet and Clank is is visually and technically just really beautiful. Um, and yes, you know, may, you, may, maybe you could say that about Ratchet and Clank, but like the aesthetics of this and the charm uh, of it and the cinematic quality of it is, I feel like unmatched. I haven't seen it in any other yeah. games where like, it's like, it's just zoomed in and focus on some leaves on the ground in the, in mm -hmm. the cut scene or like a lantern on the ground or something. It's like very, very, uh, very great cinematography that you typically don't see. In, in a lot of games, uh, I think Sony's the closest in, in achieving that, you know, uh, Rockstar with Red Dead and so on, but no, nothing like this that I've seen. So it, they are letting their animation, their animation background uh, and their skills shine. If you've seen their short, uh, their Majora's Mask short that they've done, this the cutscenes in this very much feel like it carries that essence. And you can tell that it's from the same studio. I'm going to be honest. I had no idea they were the guys that made that. Yeah. yeah. The team that made this that. is their That's first fantastic. video game. 14 Dude. people. This is their first video game. Yeah. How can you shit on that? Absolutely. That's, That's amazing. Yeah. I and, had no idea there was the same people. Yep. And I think you have to consider that. It's like, you know, I reviewed Song of Iron for us like last month and yeah. I could have sh shit all over that game. It's like, it does this really bad. It does. Yeah. And yeah. I talked about the things where it struggles, right? But I always said this was made by one person. And With it no is incredible. Oh, he has experience. He is a okay, former 343 guy. <laughs> he's a, he's <laughs> I thought you said he never made a game before. My bad. <laughs> it's his first game on his own. Okay. Uh, okay. Making it. He was a, he was like a, an animator for like three for three oh, and other okay, studios. Okay. But like, it's incredibly impressive that like, you know, a, sm a small team like uh, Ember Labs put together this package. Uh, mm -hmm. And in the case of Song of Iron, one person put together that game. So uh, I think, and you know, score the game however you want to score it. But like, let's highlight the, the how miraculous it is for a game like this to even exist from a studio yeah. like this. Yeah. And appreciate it and enjoy it. Like, like be, be critical, sure. Yeah. But understand what understand uh the context of your mm -hmm. critique well and also like uh i mean now with that context uh isn't that kind of similar to how like ninja theory started didn't didn't they start like a really small studio and now they're still a pretty small studio they weren't the super, grand scheme of things they weren't super tiny as a studio no. i don't think but they only had about 20 people work on Hellblade. Yeah. Hellblade. And they were like yeah. so poorly funded that they were shooting <laughs> some of the scenes like in their break room yeah like yeah. I mean, it was yeah. insane what those guys did. What an incredible insane. freaking story. Yeah. And now look at them. Like they're great. They're one of the great, and everybody talks about them with nothing, but I have no doubt that Amber Labs is going to be in the same, you know, level in, in just a few short years. What do you think y'all? I mean, we don't need to talk. We're going to talk acquisitions later. We don't, does this, this, do you think Sony puts a ring on this? Does Sony sign some sort of publishing partnership deal with them? You think after this, I think I this is so. 
I think this was part of a contingency plan. Sony, Ooh. Sony cultivates relationships. They're nurturers. Yeah. They, yeah. they, yeah. I mean, look at like Gorilla and I mean, Kill Zones were great games, but like, yeah, look at the jump with that new IP and how ambitious Horizon was. I think that's yeah. what makes Sony exclusives slap the way they do is they cultivate those relationships and like kind of coach them and get them to this point and say, okay, the training wheels are off. Now you have to wow us. And those people want to wow them because they want to be a part of that family. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think that is a big incentive that, that relationship, that nurturing that Sony does is a big reason why I think developers gravitate towards them. And, you know, um, housemark, said that hey the usual suitors came knocking at our doors too you know the swedish guys the yep. the chinese guys the american guys it was the <laughs> usual suspects of course probably talking about embracer group 10 cents and microsoft yeah. but it was their relationship it was the support that they got from playstation that made yeah. them choose playstation um the enthusiasm that and by the way we, we we focus on a lot on playstation in this podcast we haven't even had a chance to talk about fire sprite but like fire sprite <laughs> <laughs> who just recently signed on with playstation you just see the enthusiasm they have to be a part of that playstation family yeah. there is something there um and yeah i could see at the very least having some sort of deal like playstation had with that game company uh with flow flower and journey or uh, even a quantic quantic dream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The three game deal. Yeah. Three game deal. Now it's over. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of quantic dream, they are working on a star Wars game reportedly. And apparently it's it's more action oriented than some of their previous games so a couple things to know about this so this is multiple reports all the outlets are saying this of course you know this isn't confirmed this isn't an official announcement but it's being reported on and it's widely believed in 2019 they uh founded a new studio in montreal and it's headed by uh the former general manager of uh the deuce x games and uh the idea behind this new studio that they formed wasn't so that they turn out two games at the same time. It's so that they collaborate and that the background that they have, the games that they've worked on, these are like some of the same people that, you know, um, shoot worked on, uh, Splinter Cell and Prince of Persia games and Deuce X. Like, like I mentioned, uh, Deus X. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I, I can't pronounce that apparently when I'm speaking Thanks. about it aloud. <laughs> Deuce. Uh, anyways, <laughs> And uh, in a recent interview, David Cage said that, hey, I'm tired of sort of going, we can't just keep going back to that same same cow, milking that same cow. And I'm with him. Like, mm -hmm. I enjoyed Detroit Become Human quite a yeah. lot, but it felt very familiar. I'm like, I have yeah. played some of this in, uh, uh, what was it? Lost Two Souls? No. Beyond yeah, Two Souls. Yeah. Beyond, Beyond Two Souls. Beyond Two Souls. Heavy Rain is one of my favorite games. Like, yes. Uh, like, I, Indigo Prophecies? Indigo I didn't play that one. I, yes, <laughs> so it's like, hey, we've been doing this, and that game has its fan. That that studio has its fans for its games. I'm I'm a fan of yeah. their games. I'm not sure I'm a fan of their studio and David Cage, but um, <laughs> I enjoy I enjoyed all, all those games. Heavy Rain, especially, and then uh, Detroit oh. Become Human as well. Uh, big I, fan of those games. I am I am really game. interested in them taking a different route. Mr. Kevin, go ahead, man. Do you remember way back when, when um, PlayStation Network got hacked and it was down forever? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so around that same time, uh, the PS3 
when you booted up certain games, it would have to check and then load the trophy lists. Uh, I th- actually think it did with all games. But anyway, that being said, during that time, if you put a game into it and you had trophies and it uh, went online to go check those trophies, it would delete all your trophies that you had. Heavy Rain, I was two trophies away from getting that. And uh, and I put that disc in. It went online to check. Boom, wiped out all my trophies. Oh, rough. And, uh, and I went through the pain again and I got the damn trophies and I platinum that game. But it was uh, it was good on you, man. Yeah, I only I mean, have one. Yeah. I have one trophy, and I don't know what it is because I won't look because I don't trophy hunt. I, I yes. don't do that. Yeah, one platinum look. trophy. You have I one have, platinum trophy that you don't know where it's from. No, I have one trophy <laughs> left. One trophy oh, left. One trophy on heavy left. rain, and I don't Jason! know what it is because I won't look. Jason! So I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Just my favorite. You have to. When there's one left, you got you got to. But right? that's part of the. That's I I. I killed Jeremy. I, my my platinums come organically. I I, I, I don't I, I I can't. That's so impressive. I got so much I got so much respect for that. Yeah, I have to like look at guides and stuff. Yes, like that. and that's where like I write down everything, and I'm like, these are the ones I'm gonna get but, in like a bundle, and these are the ones I'm gonna get later. That's what I'm trying to do is figure out playthrough. What did I miss? Like when I go through those games, yeah. what, what did I miss that I didn't like? I have like little like flow charts of how I play it. Like, so. I mean, uh, so Crystal, you you all, you named off like all their games. You you seem like you're obviously a fan. If you uh, Quantic Dreams is absolutely one of my favorite studios. Fuck yes. David Cage and the recent stuff he said. But <laughs> I, I, I'm not privy. What did he say? You oh, both don't like he, him now. He, he he's he's a, a homophobic misogynist prick. Oh. Said some really awful things he shouldn't have said in an interview. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, but look looking at his games, right? Putting putting yeah. the politics aside, looking at his games. Indigo Prophecies was the indie game that forever changed my outlook on indies. Like this guy spawned an entire genre of games. He spawned a heavy rain is one of the best games I ever played. I got to that. Holy shit. I I like David Cage as a writer. It was the fat Uh, unassuming guy the whole time. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Boilers. Yeah. Yeah. That's an old ass game. (laughs) Damn it, Kevin, you motherfucker. I, I think stop spoiling everything. I think Quantic Dream, as it stands with David Cage's mentality, is a one-trick pony. And I think the right thing to do is branch out. I just, I hope it works out well, because Star Wars is a huge franchise, and I don't want a Star Wars game fucked up. But, oh my gosh. Um, so, I just, I just Googled what, I just Googled David Cage uh, homophobic comment. Oh, and God. the first thing that comes up is, in my game, all women are whores. Yes, he said, like, awful it's like what are you oh, doing gosh. why would you go on like what are you doing like <laughs> i don't think do you have a good relationship the guy, with the guy just comes the guy just comes off as a prick uh, and yeah. uh, <laughs> you know there's just been so many controversies and uh, around them when it comes to you know if we're talking activision blizzard these guys are right there in that conversation yeah. with ubisoft and 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 and, oh. and having a toxic workplace and all that um Oh my God. So yeah, I, I it is one of those things where it's separating the art from the artist sort of thing because, mm-hmm. damn it, did I like Heavy Rain so much? Yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> well, ne- I'll ne- I, I'm waiting to fit. That's so rare a game like that comes along that makes mm-hmm. you feel that, and that game did that for me. Yeah, yeah. For, it's yeah. like holy shit! Yeah. It's like the, not as much as The Last of Us too, but like Heavy Rain was phenomenal. Yes, yeah. and I've been uh, I've been searching for that high from them. Uh, in, in in their games and they're i didn't like um beyond two souls a whole lot 
Really? Um, and I mean, I thought I thought it was fine. I thought it was good. I just it was just heavy rain was just so good. It yeah. was hard to follow yeah. that up in my opinion. And yeah. then, you know, you're like, you got Willem, Willem Dafoe, Dafoe and Ellen, Ellen page. And you're like, okay, this is going to be even bigger and better. And it, for me, it didn't quite deliver. Um, and I liked Detroit become human, but again, I, I thought like, all right, this is starting to get a little bit uh, familiar. Let me ask you, Jeremy, um, are you excited about a star Wars game or what would you want to see in a star Wars game or a quantum dream action game? Man, Quantic Dream is kind of just known for their kind of like narrative, like tall tale-esque mm -hmm. games that it's kind of interesting to see that they are going in a more kind of like, I don't know if interactive is the right word, but yeah. more interactive experience. Um, we do know that, you know, they, they kind of have a pedigree for telling kind of like stories. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that would be one thing to look forward to. I think they still have to kind of prove themselves in terms of like um, how they can kind of like expand outside of their uh, yeah. genre. Uh, but I mean, we've seen cases like this before where, you know, like the guerrilla games, right? They're known for kill zone games. And, you know, they, they also made some Minicore games like the mm -hmm. Shell Shock. And then they come in and they do like an action RPG in, in Horizon. And that's totally like, and it's received well. And it, um, yeah. I mean, I could see the same thing kind of like happening here, but yeah, I mean, kind of what you're saying is it's just kind of like a bummer to know that all that toxicity that's happening yeah. in that company yeah. that I hopefully, you know, they kind of iron that out, um, at least for the developers there. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Um, you know, Jeremy, just to touch on your points about like, yeah, they have to prove it. I mean, I, I am hoping that they do. I am hoping the studio, this new studio that they founded is the answer. You know, if you see, if you, if, if you've been paying attention to Ubisoft, I don't want to say that they're bleeding out uh, a bunch of employees, yeah. but a lot of them are, are leaving and going to other studios. Um, a, a bunch have left and gone to Jade Raymond studios. And that could be a, a sign of, well, we know what's happening with Assassin's Creed, right? They're they're transitioning into this Assassin's Creed Infinite or Infinity yeah. platform. Yeah. So, and it's like it's being Jesus led by a different studio, and other studios are contributing. So, I think there is a potential for a lot of you know, getting a lot of talented developers from from those teams. Um, I will say that from a Star Wars game, I would be interested if they like take a unique and fresh like yeah. look at it. I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, yeah, but like. I am sort of like the Jedi Fallen Order story. Yeah. You know, it was just, it was fine. It was okay. I, I yeah. didn't love it. And I'm really hoping that like creatively they can do something like really good with it. Like, yeah. I was just watching last night, the new Star Wars shorts, uh, Visions. Yeah. Ooh, I don't oh, know yeah. if you guys have yeah. checked that out. No, I haven't. And it's just like, oh man, okay. it's so refreshing. It's so like, yeah. it's yeah. so refreshing to see these various like studios take on these very different art styles and put a spin on star Wars and not like I want to see a samurai star Wars game or anything like that, but, but like, I do, I, I mean, sure. I'll take it. I, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think uh, Disney and Lucasfilm will green light, green light. Maybe they will, but you know what's uh, crazy though? everything that comes out now has to be Canon. And so anything that comes out that star Wars is official Canon now. And so that's, that's, what's really exciting about this. Phonic dreams is going to make something if they are, uh, that's going to be part of official canon. And so it can't suck. Yeah. Like, 
<laughs> I mean, it yeah. literally cannot suck because <laughs> they're going like, to have. I don't know about that. <laughs> they're going to have the watch fly. Have, have, have you seen the l- latest trilogy? Have you seen the latest trilogy? Have you, have you uh, no, seen I, I, no, no, I, I like them. I, I, I like them. That's not what I'm saying. I just. It, I don't I mean don't, it can't. No, go I don't. Sorry. I don't think it's going to suck. David Cage yes, is. Yes. Vi- I have to give him. The guy has creative yes. chops. Yes. And like yeah. J- Jeremy nailed it. This could be a really unique narrative yeah. journey that could be really fun. I just, I, I hope the other studio gets the combat portion right. Yes. Yeah. What, and that's and by, exactly. By sorry. the way, I just, I do like, you know, everyone like, there's a lot of people that don't like quick time events and I don't uh, yeah. love them, but I don't dislike them. Some of the moments in uh heavy rain, when you're racing through traffic, going like in yeah. the opposite direction or chasing <laughs> after people in a grocery store yeah. or yeah. In, in Detroit become human, you know, chasing people over, uh, over rooftops and stuff like yeah. that. Like, some of that stuff is the most intense action yeah. I've experienced in video games. It like makes you a part this. of it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And uh, I, I don't think this is a really great comparison, but it's like I, li- I liken it to like the tension you get from a Quentin Tarantino scene where it's yes. like, holy shit, what's going to happen? Like this person, yeah. there are real consequences to what I'm about to do here because if I turn left at the oranges, at the orange stand, yeah. uh, you know, in the grocery store, I could, I could ruin the story. I could kill this character. And yeah. there's some real serious consequences. <laughs> okay, so what about in Heavy Rain, the scene where you had to decide with the finger? You know what I'm talking about? Remember, chop, remember? chop that shit off. Like, how yes. intense was that scene? Yeah. Uh, and you're sitting there like, I'm gonna yeah. press the button. Nah, we don't want to. That was incredible. I, I was, uh, I was, in, <laughs> I was going to school and college at the time. I was in the classroom, just re- like traumatized by it, just thinking about it. I'm like, man, yeah. Oh, and well, I guess. like that, that, like that, that intensity, that were the stakes matter so yeah. much yeah i want to see that in, in an action game and you don't get that in action games you mm-hmm. know like mm-hmm. all right it's gonna have the happy ending everyone like you learn something at the end and everyone yeah. goes and you know goes to a bar afterwards and it's fine <laughs> and like i want to see some like potentially like dark stuff happen like some yeah. real consequences some game of thrones like con- type yeah. consequences just like i'm sorry jeremy you want to go ahead bit no no i'll go after you go. Well, I gotta say the the aesthetic part of uh, of the Quantic Dreams games is too. When they come out, usually their 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 graphics are on par with you know the the graphics at that time. And uh, and I can only imagine like you know uh, Detroit become human, all the neon lights and and things like that, just really like um, creating like the lens flares and just it was very pretty and very aesthetically pleasing game. Uh, and I can only imagine how cool a star Wars setting would look, uh, you know, with their, with their development, uh, behind it. But then also, even if they said, you know, cause they said it's going to be more like action oriented. So even if there's less quick time events and it's not necessarily like a hack and slash game, but, but you know, less quick time events, the narrative is still going to be something very much involved, you oh, know? Yeah. And so I have no doubt that if they're working on it, it's, it's going to be a phenomenal game. Uh, and, and one that will change you. I hope so. Dude, I hope so. Oh, sounds amazing. I just, I guess just one more question before we leave this topic. Um, are there any particular stories in, in the star Wars universe you want them to explore? Do you want them to, you know, like I stay safe to like the, the, the general sort of Skywalker, like around that sort of realm, or do you want them to completely like spin off and, uh, you know, really expand on the universe? Give me Darth What if they're Maul. doing Mandalorian? 
Darth Maul. Ooh, Darth Maul too. Darth Maul too. Darth Maul. So you, you'd want to see some returning characters like Darth Maul. Yeah. Uh, Darth, but I, I do like Mandalorian too. Mandalorian yeah. is probably one of their one of the best Star Wars pieces in a long time. I would be super yeah. happy with both. But Darth Maul is like my dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Speaking of Mandalorian, movies. there are rumors. There are rumors of, and, and they're just rumors, but a Mandalorian game. But how awesome would a Mandalorian oh, game yeah, be? <laughs> well, that's like, you remember, uh, what, 13... 31 or something like that or 1313 oh yeah yeah that rumored star wars game that got canceled uh there were so many rumors that it was supposed to be like boba fett going to get back his armor or something crazy like that like that sounds like such a cool premise for a game uh so anyway that being said sorry no i don't know man there's too many too many uh legends out there to uh to choose one if they didn't already explore like ben solo that would be a really cool story to to unpack because in the in the books like that guy was vicious, dude. He was like pretty much Darth Vader. He was going around murdering everybody, and then yeah. he came back around. <laughs> I think I, I think I just wrote the game in my head. Like, what <laughs> if us. what if you're like the unique individual, and you could become a Jedi or a Sith, depending on your decision making? Yeah. Because Quantic Dream is known for that branch. Yes, the branching narratives. That would be oh, so man. dope. Yeah, yeah. I got another game pitch. Yes. <laughs> All right. We know we know the genre of like alien isolation, right? But what uh-huh. if it was a survival horror game and you were getting oh, hunted was... by Darth Vader and you were just like a Jedi trying to survive Order 66 or even a regular person? Okay. Did you hear what Rogue One originally was before they did like 50% reshoots? It was a dark, gritty like scary almost movie how yeah. they described it like they said like that scene with Darth Vader at the end was yeah. pretty much like the tone of the whole movie. Uh, and there was a point where like they described this scene where they were like, these homies were sitting around a campfire and they were telling like <laughs> ghost stories about Sith and about Darth Vader. And then all of a sudden Darth Vader just comes in and slaughters everyone. And he oh, uses damn. some guy as like a meat shield and he's just taking fools out left and right. Uh, and it sounded like such a great movie and we'll never get the, the Gareth Edwards or whatever version of that movie. <laughs> that sounds yeah. dope. Yeah, I, I I heard I heard a part of that actually, Kevin. And they I think they had they added that scene at the end where it sounds like very like hopeful, where they're like they're yeah. they're all dying at the end, but they like you know made it with yeah. like beautiful white light shining yeah. on them, and it's like no, motherfuckers, you guys are exploding. <laughs> and, and I think uh. it was a lot darker, and they they you know they did make it they did yeah. make it more hopeful. What's that scary yeah. movie? Oh shit, because I'm I'm shit. It's scary because I'm a pussy. What um uh, it goes like the the you hear the like oh they hear oh. The, the noise in the woods you know what I'm talking about and the, the, the quiet place? Yeah, yeah I haven't seen a quiet place is it a quiet no, place no no no, no, no wait no, that no. sounds it's more a, like Halloween a, is that it is it like, yeah that sounds like the, Halloween with the it's like the the I don't know it's like a it's like a breath or a whispering in the woods yeah but what if you're like sitting around a campfire and you hear wait wait oh that would yes. be so cool and then like and then your buddy's like head falls off and yes like, fucking a oh my gosh be Crystal, so you're, wearing, you're wearing a pulse 3d headset right now and 3d <laughs> audio is fantastic like returnal <laughs> and hearing all those sounds around you like when, yes. when you first land on that planet in returnal is is terrifying uh 
We just played Alien uh, Fireteam Elite, oh, and oh, and <laughs> you were talking about isolation a second ago. But like as you're walking, you got people that you got the aliens, right? The xenomorphs that ambush you, yeah. and you could sort of hear them, like, and that like, that sort of stuff is just terrifying. Yeah, I love it so much. <laughs> Big nope. nope. All right, <laughs> any. Uh, I mean, we, we could have a whole episode on what like the Star Wars game could be, and it could be like the greatest episode ever. So Any other thoughts? Star Wars would be so good. Sorry, go on. <laughs> so Any good. other thoughts on that before we move on? Yeah, yeah Lucas, on. just give us money. Just give yeah. us money. We'll yeah. get some money. Just, out dude, there. like, can you imagine like the guys that made like Dead Space and making freaking a survival horror in Star Wars universe? Oh, <laughs> man. In first so person. Good. Boom. Yes. All right, Dude. so actually just a couple hours ago, and I'm Thanks. really glad that this happened uh, right before we recorded because we have all this news to talk about from it, but the Nintendo Nintendo Direct just happened. Um, a lot of speculation ahead of ahead of it actually even being announced where people were expecting to like, Nintendo typically does a September Direct, and they did. Uh, it was a 40-minute show highlighted by uh, a bunch of games. Um, a, a few that stood out to me were Kirby and The Forgotten Land, uh, Metroid Kirby and the last of us remake, uh, <laughs> mixed into one game. See, I was going to say Kirby automata, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, it does yeah, give me last of us. Uh, what also stood out to me was, uh, Metroid dread and uh, Bayonetta three. So, um, I know this just happened a couple hours ago and I know this is a work day. Did you all get a chance to, to watch it or at least catch some highlights? Crystal, yeah, I'll, I'll start with you. Not really. I my neighbor's a huge Nintendo junkie who was like Splatoon <laughs> three because he loves Splatoon, and I can pretty much promise you somebody talked about some Zelda because that's the video game that invented everything that's great. Yes, is Breath yes. of the Wild. If you had a bingo card for like what a Nintendo event is going to be, you're like it's going to feature Mario, it's going to feature Kirby, it's going to feature Zelda, uh. And what Splatoon and like yeah. some like Mario Kart or you know like you're gonna like get a full like bingo card right there yeah. just because yeah. but it's great. They, they are so predictable. <laughs> I mean, I, I know what I'm gonna get for they're gonna yeah. release yeah. underpowered hardware for a lot of money. It's gonna be a lot of the same games. It's I but like it's just so good. I don't know how they're sorcerers. They're, yes, they're they really sorcerers. are. They can are you, sell me the same game on six different consoles and I'll buy it every time. I'm they sold you. They sold me a Switch OLED model, okay? And I'm going to I think I'm going to keep it. Um no! Crystal Crystal, do you have a Switch? Are you are you invested in the Nintendo ecosystem at all? Oh yeah, yeah, I've got Wii okay. and a Switch um N64 just broke, but I have I I don't oh. get rid of systems or games, man. I love that shit. Yeah. Send me give me your address off uh camera here. I got an N64 you can have. Hot hot damn. You know, <laughs> Damn, Kevin. play some GoldenEye all day long. Well, speaking of N64, so one of the things that they announced on the show was uh, Nintendo Switch Online plus expansion pack. All right, so uh, I don't, I, I, uh, I'm sorry for the the writers at Nintendo. Apparently, they're all on strike because between Nintendo Nintendo Switch Online plus expansion pack, that name, yes. and Nintendo Switch OLED model. Where the yes. hell is the creativity in their naming? Like, who is coming up with these names? Nintendo Switch Online <laughs> plus Expansion Pack. That They're just rolls Nintendo. right off the, the tongue. Um, so, but that so Expansion genius. Pack comes with N64 and a bunch of uh, games. Not, not all of N64, obviously, but they've, they're they bringing a lot of N64. I'm about to share my screen and show yep. what some of those games are to the service. Now... 
Yes. This is going to be an add-on. This is going to be an add-on, and it's not going to be with the existing oh, service. So exciting. But like, I'll be honest with you, you all. I uh, I only borrowed a sixty-four, and I never actually owned one. So being able to go back and and play Star Fox Star Fox sixty-four and uh, Mario Kart sixty-four are kind of exciting for me. Yeah. I mean, you know, growing up, like I, I, you know, when I first got my console and at the time it was either PlayStation or N64, I yep. went with PlayStation because of Final Fantasy seven. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I'm excited about this because I never like owned a Nintendo 64. I have like played some of the games like at friend's house and like I only have like three words to say, like win fucking back. Like <laughs> I can't wait to play that. Please, <laughs> expansion pass or whatever back. they're calling it. Be I don't uh, even know what Winback is. Affordable. What is that? I used to see it's that a, in in uh, magazines. I never played it though. What is it? It's like it's like the OG like uh, cover based shooter that kind of just kind of reminds me of like yes. if you had a third person like Time Crisis. That's kind of what that game is. Nice. Did you see the uh, the controllers that I'm totally gonna buy because I'm a sucker. <laughs> Like I 100% own two of those stupid SNES controllers that I use once a year, and I'm gonna absolutely yeah. own this, that controller right there. Isn't and that what's is... so great about Nintendo? Somebody goes into a boardroom <laughs> and says, "Let's take 20 year old games, emulate them on this, take the old controller, and sell it to them for a shitload of money." That'll work. That'll work. No, that's it's a like, great idea. People do absolutely it. nothing to them just to just emulate them. The they controllers are 50 bucks a pop, and uh, the, yeah, they got them for the 64. <laughs> And then I don't know if we mentioned it already, but Genesis is also uh, a part all of this. These, these are these are the Genesis for. Give me that X Men game. I can't wait. Give me that X Men game. Which which X Men game I'm looking for right now? Is that no. Children of the Atom or? No, it's I don't see it there. You know, I oh, I don't know what it's even called. All I know is that I went to my my sister's friend's house, like across the street, and I went and played that X Men <laughs> game on Sega Genesis. That yes. was a fantastic oh, yeah. game. I don't see exactly. that. That yeah, game was amazing. Good. Seriously, though, talking about their marketing and stuff, like, like literally, guys, we could play all of these things on our phones right now. For free, <laughs> and I'm true. going to pay for the service. I'm going to pay for the controller. I can't wait. Take and they're laughing. Nintendo it's, knows it's it. They're like, ha ha, yeah. you're still going to buy it. I'm not, I'm not to be honest with you because I mean, emulating these are just so easy. Of course I own all the games. So, you know, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing it ethically, ethically, no, too, but uh, it's, it's just like, it's just like these games have been available for so long and they're not, they're not remasters. They're not packaging them up in some yeah. crazy good yeah. like re remasters. So that part doesn't excite me. Um, Jeremy, while you were uh, on the topic of topic talking about it, let me just turn it over to you really quick. Did you have any one or two uh, standout moments that you want to call out? Um, so I was kind of confused and it turned out to be Bayonetta three. Now I haven't really like <laughs> followed that series, but it just seemed like a bit of a tonal shift kind of like in terms yeah. of like the art it's style, but I sexy <laughs> <laughs> and this is Nintendo we're talking about. <laughs> no, I mean like, like in terms of like the enemy design, right? Like yeah. I, I would have, you know, and maybe that's what they were going for. I would have never thought that that was going to be like Bayonetta three like uh, seeing kind of like the enemy like design there. Um, so I think that was probably the biggest thing out of the show outside of the, um, that expansion pass. And then of course he had like Kirby. Um, and then I guess, you know, the, the other big thing is a super Mario movie where yes. freaking Chris Pratt is Mario. Like what? <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Yes, that, that was one of the biggest pieces of news is that Chris Pratt is Mario. Hold on, I got the full list right here. It's oh, like Chris geez, Pratt is Mario. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is playing Step Princess Rogan. Peach. Charlie Day is playing Luigi. That's a good pick. Uh, uh, it is a good pick. Who, who is Wario again? Uh, oh, I hope it's Seth No, Rogan. not Wario, sorry. Uh, uh, Jack Black is playing Bowser, which I, I love oh, I that. Ja- and uh, let's see who Seth else. Rogen is Donkey Kong. Seth Rogen yes! is Donkey Kong. I want to hear his like, high-ass laugh. As is this Donkey for real? Kong. Yes, yep. this is not yep. like some parody. I'll see it for Jack Black and Seth Rogen. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And uh, the actual voice actor uh, for um, for Mario, what's his name? Uh, Charles Martinet or the actual voice actor for Mario. He's going to make a cameo doing a bunch of surprising voices. Um, I wonder That's if funny. like the real Mario is going to like, or the digital Mario is going to <laughs> pop up at some point and he's, he's going to be voiced by him probably. Um, but Okay. Jeremy, I guess anything else you want to call out? Uh, just the uh, Square Enix version of Mario Kart. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's the Chocobo it. GP or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait. I'm going to buy that too. Yeah. So, oh, guys, <laughs> this is why they do it. Just take my money. Yes. Before the before the show, I joked about there being a Mario Kart at the show. There being uh, Metroid Prime Four and uh, Bayonetta Three. I got Bayonetta Three right, but uh, I'm like, hey, Mario Kart Nine. Yeah, we, you got Chocobo yeah. GP, which is literally just Mario Kart skinned. Uh, oh, Final Fantasy skinned Mario Kart. I'm gonna share What's my screen. What's it called? Here. Say that name again. Chocobo. GP. Chocobo GP. Chocomo. Chocobo. The Chocobo, the the little birds from. <laughs> Well, yeah, those little guys, little birds. I did like Chocomo though. Like, ooh, yeah. I wanna take you to. It doesn't. Isn't this exactly Chocobo. Mario Kart? It's like, it's it's a Mario Kart. That's a hundred percent Mario Kart. Yeah. So they got that. Um, Kevin, what about you, man? Um, did you catch any of this? Any, anything stand out to you? I did actually. I got. <laughs> Crystal's gonna hate me, but. Uh, I'll talk about the one she's going to hate in a second. So Kirby uh, obviously stood out to me because um, Kirby's Dreamland was literally my first Game Boy game I ever got uh, on the original Game Boy. Uh, it was my first Game Boy game, and I loved it so much. Uh, so Kirby and the Forgotten Land really stood out to me. But also the fact that the Forgotten Land is like a post-apocalyptic city. Uh, yeah. It's like so it's like cute Kirby animation, but in like this post-apocalyptic city. And I want to understand why you're in a post-apocalyptic city. Like did a nuclear bomb. Anyway, like where is Kirby in the timeline? How is he in this post-apocalyptic city? Anyway, I'm very curious. Doesn't that and look like the know. last of us uh, left behind? That's what I was thinking. Fought a bunch of like, yeah, thugs there. It's uh, uh, it's uh, it's their crossover with the last of us. That's actually what this game is. There's going to be like, you I, know, zombies and stuff. I was getting near Automata vibes as well from it. So yeah, like, this is Kirby yeah. Automata. Nintendo's not even trying anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? This is their collab with uh, with Naughty Dog. Um, but yeah, that really stood out to me um, because Aww. it's Kirby and it's cute and I love him. Uh, or her. Do we ever confirm if Kirby's a guy or a girl? Anyway, whatever. That being said, uh, <laughs> He was um, named after he was named after a guy that um 
that helped them, I think, in some lawsuit, I think, wasn't it? Uh, oh, yeah, he was the guy so that funny. helped them out, helped them. He was the lawyer that, oh, yeah. that helped defend them in the Donkey Kong uh, lawsuit. Oh yeah, look was at his name, Jack Kirby. Just kidding. Jack Kirby from cute. Marvel. But you know what? Yeah. Like, listen, I mean, this doesn't like speak to me or anything like that. It looks like a fun game. Like, I'm not like, I don't know if I'll buy it day one. Ah, I don't even duckies. know if I'll play it. Oh, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. But it, look, it looks it looks pretty, it looks pretty fun. Like game. I can't knock this. This is wow, actually one of the highlights. Look at look at look. Oh, I'm getting it. I'm, I'm getting it. <laughs> look at, look like, at it. Look at the game. Kirby makes killing so cute. He just took that thing and he launched him to his death. Anyway, That's that being said, uh, Here, here's that, a Mario Odyssey sequel that everyone wanted. Here, you yeah. Ah, it's gonna be so much fun being able to do that. Anyway, uh, that stood out to me because I'm a sucker for cute games because of my kids, um, and also. Obviously, Metroid Dread, but we don't need to talk about that because it's like kind of, I mean, it's obvious. Metroid Dread, dude. Uh, KOTOR, though, launching again on the 95th platform. I can't wait. I'm not going to lie. I have it on my phone. Really? I haven't. Yeah. I'll I've been I've been looking for a used copy and I might just buy a used copy on uh, on Xbox. But now that it's on Switch, maybe I don't yeah. have to. Yeah. I'm um, sad. I'm so sad that you and I didn't meet earlier because I had one and two physical editions. Man. Would have loved that. Um, <laughs> okay. Any anything else on uh, Nintendo Direct, y'all? I'm buying it. I'm sorry. Yeah. All I always it. go, and then I see it, and then I'm like, mm -hmm, oh my god, mm -hmm. it's so cute. I have to have it. Yeah, but also they, like Bayonetta looks great. Yeah. Did they remove the mechanic? I noticed when she punched. I don't think her clothes I mean, are still not, on. Yes, which is a good <laughs> thing because I want to play it around my. Well, I can't play it around my kids. What am I saying? But yeah. Crystal, for, for context there, I joked about it a, a little bit ago. I was playing Bayonetta once, and I had no idea that when she punched, she used her hair, and her, her clothes just happened to also be her hair. So when she punches something and attacks, her, her clothes slowly become less. And my wife was like, is your character naked? And I was like, no. What are you talking oh, She is. Okay, and for science, what's the name of this title? <laughs> Bayonetta. Yeah, she covers still. She's in like a like a one-piece bikini, essentially, or a bathing suit by the end of your attacks. But my wife was like, um, hello. <laughs> for um, science. So let me let me just add to that really quick, uh, uh, Kevin, on Bayonetta. Yeah, it actually, I think it actually looks kind of... Listen, graphically, it looks like an early PS3 game. It does yeah, not look yeah. good at all. I'll be honest with you. Um, but the combat <laughs> looks great. Uh, yes. it, you know, the action looks great. Um, I'm not a big uh, kaiju guy, you know, like I think it's interesting, but like there's a lot of emphasis on kaijus in, in, in that Jeremy's one trailer. Kaiju guy. Jerry is a big kaiju guy. <laughs> and and like you know, you you're you're fighting them, and you get to control them and summon them. It showed a couple that like yes. you, it looks like you have control over. One was like a dragon, and the other one mm -hmm. was like a spider. And uh, at the end of the trailer, it teased a character that looked very much like Virgil from Devil May Cry. So if Ooh, there's a crossover fun. there, that could be really interesting. Um, so that stood out to me. A couple other things that I thought were kind of cool is uh, the Castlevania Advanced Collection. Um, is something that I might pick up. I am. They, they, a lot of the games that they actually uh, announced are actually available today. Uh, Act Razor Renaissance, that looked really cool. That's available today. Um, and uh, I'm going on my trip in a week, uh, y'all. So, I mean, it's going to be Nintendo Switch mm -hmm. time on the flight and everything. And, um, yeah, the Castlevania, uh, that one looked interesting to me. Let me see one other one that I thought stood out to me. 
Yeah, I mean, overall, it's it wasn't a bad show. I mean, for that audience, for people fans of many of those games, it was probably mm -hmm. a great show. Um, it wasn't a good show for me, but there were no, a no. there were a couple of things that I I found interesting, and I'm just like again, I feel like I see some of their stuff, and I'm like, I've like I don't want to say I've outgrown them, but I've no. I've moved away from a lot of those types of games that Nintendo has, and uh, nostalgia doesn't like gravitate me towards them as much as it does to some people like yeah. the zelda stuff i will but like i love Mar mario was the first game i played practically and uh, i don't get that excited over new like mario iterations and all that yeah um, personally same all right we're jumping around here um but i got this other really interesting topic that i want to bring up which is um an update production list this week revealed uh, five directors of the Last of Us TV series, mm -hmm. and Neil Druckmann is listed as one of the five directors. Um, so nice. my question to you all is, we see that PlayStation's doing a really heavy push into you know film and TV. They yeah. got the Uncharted movie. That is pretty much, I feel like, wrapped up in, in production is probably in post-production right now. You got the Uncharted movie. You got the Twisted Metal series, which we just talked about um, last week. And now you got this Last of Us TV series, which I believe each episode has a million-dollar budget. And most oh of it's probably going to Pedro Pascal. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you got that, right? And then we knew that Neil Druckmann was going to be involved in it pretty heavily. But yeah. I guess, does that excite you all or does that concern you? Are you more excited that like it's going to be truer to the the series that Neil Druckmann is involved in, or does that concern you that that pulls you away from his games? Crystal, I'll start with you. Well, I'm not a TV person. If if I'm gonna <laughs> if I'm gonna be in front of a screen, it's gonna be on a video game. Ninety nine yeah. point. I'm just not yeah. a big. Yeah. I don't watch a lot of movies or TV shows. I think he's an extremely talented writer. I think he's a very gifted director. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the Naughty Dog has Naughty Dog slapped so hard, like my grandmother felt it. And <laughs> like, I mean, it's just I, I I think he wanted to be. I think a lot of I think a lot of video game creators wanted to be on that bigger kind of stage, yeah. but I think it's shifting. I really do think that video games are going to become the new media that is all consuming. I'm happy for him. I I hope yeah. the show's great. I'm happy for everybody involved. I would like to see him remain making games because I think he's great, but not Naughty Dog's going to do a great job. Sony's oh, yeah. going to keep doing a great job. I think it's all all around going to be a good thing. Yeah, I, I I don't think one particular person, you know, makes Naughty Dog. They got a culture of excellence there that yep. they've built built on from years of years of the Uncharted games and then topping that with the Last of Us series. And, and you know, who knows what they got going for. They, they consistently set the standard on the PlayStation side. I think um, this makes them more money in the end. Honestly, I think a lot of newer people who haven't gotten into gaming yet, all of this game-related content. I mean, how many people bought The Witcher 3 after watching Henry mm -hmm. Cavill take a bath naked? So, <laughs> like, I, I think this is a way to draw uh, an audience into the games, and the more money all that content makes, the more we might see more exclusives more quality so i mean you don't know but i feel like that's the ecosystem they're creating yeah where it's like hey would these games have so much value these licenses have so much value beyond just the units sold mm -hmm. kevin 
I gotta say, man, that's exciting. Um, and and I'm gonna take us all the way back to 2015 for a second. Do you remember when PlayStation decided that they were gonna make their own TV shows for the first time, and they made the show called Powers, (laughs) and it was like the worst show ever. Was that the 50 Cent show? No, 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 that's no, power. That's power. That's... Yeah, I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So powers uh, was awful. Powers. Yeah, it was pretty damn awful. It was like a typical like like I'm a cop, but I used to be a superhero, but I lost my powers. No, I'm angry about it, but I'm hunting people with powers. Anyway, it was it was just a really awful show, uh, and the acting was terrible. It was just not great. Anyway, that being said, uh, I think that was the first and only show that PlayStation produced uh, because it was so bad. Uh, so seeing them go, they also had the tester, by the way, remember the tester show? (laughs) No, I don't remember that. It was a game show where, uh, people auditioned to win a a job at, uh, PlayStation as a QA tester, but go on. (laughs) It was was a fun Um, show. Yeah. Check it out afterwards. So, so my point to that is I'm glad to see them going all in like they are right now with movies and, and things like that, where they're actually giving their resources, their time, they're respecting what they're doing as opposed to just trying to churn out garbage that like they think might get somebody on the hook. Cause it's uncharted or somebody cause it's the last of us. So I'm excited to see that they're, they're really going all in on this and to have Neil Druckmann involved in it is really cool. Uh, because have we seen that before? Like, have we seen a game director step into this role in this sort of capacity? I mean, uh, to my knowledge, I haven't, I don't remember. Probably, but none that I can think of off the top of my head. None of the crappy doom movies probably did that. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But, but I'm excited, man. I mean, cause just like Crystal said, he's a very gifted, very talented director and writer. And I believe that he's going to bring that genuine, you know, that authenticity to the show. And it's gonna be it's it's gonna be really exciting, and it's HBO. I yeah. mean, HBO so far has just made ringer after ringer. So I wanted to say banger, but I always think about that guy on Twitter that doesn't like the word banger. So I'm gonna say banger four times. Banger. <laughs> Who doesn't like so, banger? <laughs> uh, Joe, Joe from uh, the Trophy Room of PlayStation podcast. <laughs> oh, I don't know who that is. Sorry, uh, Joe. He's, he's cool. He, he he's cool. You. He's he's one of our friends. Um, yeah, Thanks. here's the thing. I'm not I'm not a huge TV and, and film person. I'm definitely yeah. a gamer first. Um, but then you know, I experience moments like The Mandalorian. I experience yes. moments where Game of Thrones um <laughs> and these series and walk well, the Walking Dead be back before yes. was good before they before they freaking ran it into the ground. Yeah, before they went um, four seasons too long. <laughs> more like seven seasons too long, but but anyways. I, you know, if, if it ends up being, and I, and I like the actors that they have involved and obviously, you know, uh, HBO, HBO produces yeah. a lot of quality and the directors and stuff like that involved. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. Jeremy, before I move it over to you, I want to tell you guys why I love it. I want to tell you guys why I don't love it. So here's why I love it. Um, it gives my favorite directors a creative outlet. Like if you remember yeah. back in two, uh, 2008, when Corey Barlog left, Sony Santa Monica to go work with George Miller. Right. Um, and it was like a collaboration for a Mad Max game wow. that didn't happen. And then he ended up working on like some Tomb Raider stuff and eventually made his way back to PlayStation. But like a lot of these directors like Corey Barlog, like Neil Druckmann, they got that itch. I think to step into that director's role on, on a Hollywood set, uh, not only creatively, but financially, um, you know, there's a lot more, I think, money to be had there. I think Sony was really smart in making, or Naughty Dog was really smart in making him co-president because you, 
there, there, there are talents like that. You just don't let walk away and you, yeah. you give them, you give them a piece of the pie, you give them a share of the company and, and, and keep them sort of invested. I, I hope Sony Santa Monica does something similar and does not let Corey Barlog walk. And I think yeah. one way of doing that, which is like, Hey, Corey, you came back and you brought God of war back to life. You do whatever the hell game you want to do yes. next. You could pass the reins on, you know, let someone else take on the reins of, of God of God War. God of War movie, um, same show, movie, whatever. <laughs> and it allows it allows people like Neil Druckmann to collaborate with other talented directors and screenwriters and hopefully grow and, and bring some of that talent and those skills to games and make our games yeah. richer and to the narrative stronger in, in those games. So I think there's a lot of good that comes out of it. And like I said, could be a dang really good uh, TV show. Why I don't like it is that already a lot of these directors, I'm gonna, I keep mentioning Corey Barlog and Neil Druckmann. They're two of my favorites. They're already divided as it is. You know, Corey Barlog, I imagine, is taking on more responsibilities at Sony Santa Monica. He's consulting on God of War. I want him to. I mean, yeah, I want yeah. him to consult on that, you know, and he's working on his other game. Neil Druckmann, he's the co-president, like I said. He's already probably handling like the business side of things, the op more, more the operation side of things. Of course, I think he still has his, his, the, the pulse on, on creative, yeah. but they're already divided as it is. And I think that further slows down his, his progress on the new games that he's working on. And I think yeah. they're working, I'm speculating that they're working on a new IP. I imagine because in one of the most recent interviews, they said, we got more of, more of the, the, the franchises you guys love, but also new stuff. And I, very much think Neil Druckmann's involved with the new stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, selfishly, I want them to focus on the things that I love, like Crystal said. Yeah. Video games. Jeremy, that was a whole lot. I am sorry. It's your <laughs> turn, man. What the heck do you think, my man? All good. No, I, I, I think you summed it up well. Um, I think you know, so his team and you know, kind of like his kind of game role as as kind of like director or i should say like role within the company as director he's had to kind of jump from last of us um and then you know looking at last of us 2 of course but then he also had to jump into uncharted 4 um in he in which made like what, which that game drove bruce Traley to sorry yeah bruce Traley no. to 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 like retire out of that but go ahead and, and that's what oh, i'm saying no. And I think, you know, as long as this kind of like helps, like kind of prevent kind of like that, that burnout that, you know, developers, mm. game directors, and basically any staff can kind of feel, um, I'm up for it. Uh, just as long as it kind of, kind of kills that burnout for him. Um, and he's had to jump from project to project too. So, uh, I mean, I, I think it's a good thing. Um, and then, and then, you know, afterwards, uh, he can focus on creating the, that new IP or going back to last of us part three or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Savage. Yeah, Starlight. I think that makes, I think you make a really great point. Yeah. And last of us three, just kill everybody you see. Oh wait, that yeah. was all the games. Never mind. <laughs> Yo, we got a couple cool, uh, stories that we want to get through. <laughs> let's, let's get through this one. I think shouldn't take a, a ton of time, but just breaking right before the show started, Jeremy, thank you for pointing, bringing this to my attention, but the initiative has announced that they are partnering with crystal dynamics for perfect dark. So, uh, yeah, if you're unfamiliar with perfect dark, they, it, you know, it's a series that was, uh, originally by rare. It was on the 64. It was one of the 
the sequel, Perfect Dark Zero, was one of the launch games for Xbox 360 and has sort of been on a hiatus until this new studio, the initiative that's been formed in based out of Los Angeles, which is getting all sorts of talents from all, all around that region, uh, picked it back up and announced uh, the next Perfect Dark at, I believe, the Game Awards last year. Um, so we know the initiative has been like sort of tinkering away at their, their game for a few years now. But yeah, they're a new studio studio that's been wrapping up, and it looks like they needed some help here to uh, from Crystal Dynamics. I'm going to read the tweet that they just posted. Perfect Dark update. We are partnering with Crystal Dynamics, the world-class team behind character-driven games such as Tomb Raider, to bring, this, <laughs> to bring this first-person spy thriller to a new generation. Not, not Avengers. Yeah, let's not bring up Avengers. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm just gonna. Anyone that wants to sort of jump in here, any thoughts on this? Does this does this raise any like eyebrows, any concerns, or is or is anyone excited about Crystal Dynamics being a part of this? I don't give a shit. Interesting, <laughs> Crystal. You don't give a shit. Perfect Dark doesn't sound like an innocuous <laughs> shooter game. It sounds like something that would terrify me. So no, if, it, if it's like scary stuff, I don't give a shit because I don't fuck with scary stuff. So I, I don't. I'm Chris, play it's the... a dynamic game. No, <laughs> so bad joke. Sorry, I apologize. I take that back. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's by it's not a horror game at all. I think it like it's sort it's of dealing with like thriller. Now, see that sounds cool, but Perfect Dark com- sounds like a scary name to it me. Was the character's name, name is Joanna Dark, so that's where the dark comes from. <sighs> I was trying to leave oh, it. and she's perfect. Yeah, okay. It was compared. She's perfect and dark. Wait. <laughs> anyway, so uh, it, was, it was compared what? a lot to uh, Goldeneye. <laughs> okay, well now, now I now I give a shit. Yes. Yeah, now I give a shit. And and yes. I think like the goal that they like they've been trying to achieve with with this studio is hey, let's create that. They've actually called this a quadruple A game production, quadruple A. Wow. They're they're going for the top of the top, highest quality. You know, Look, the, the, the type of experience you would get from like a Sony, uh, a PlayStation Studios game. And they've actually gotten a lot of PlayStation Studios talents. I think they've gotten some people from Naughty Dog. They've gotten some people, I think, from uh, Santa Monica and Somniac. And uh, yeah, that's sort of what they're aiming for. Um, but yeah, does anyone find it interesting? Does it feel like maybe they they it's a new studio and maybe they bit off more than they chewed and they just weren't making the, the, you know, here's some speculation I'm saying, did they bite off more than they, they, they could chew and the game was just not making the progress um, that it needed for, for its timeline right now, Jeremy, you're thinking right now, what are you thinking, man? Square Enix acquisition confirmed. (laughs) I'm I'm just kidding. I Um, saw that somewhere. I saw that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wait, I think it's interesting because then that could, I mean, I'm kind of wondering if they've just kind of like expanded the Perfect scope Dark. of the game because we know that Perfect Dark also has that multiplayer like component to it. So yeah. I'm wondering if maybe the initiative like kind of focuses on the multiplayer or some other aspects of the game while Crystal Dynamics can kind of focus in on kind of like the single player campaign of it. Yeah. Um, but it's still interesting that they got Crystal Dynamics to help them kind of like develop this game it's just mm-hmm. it's interesting it looks badass i'm just gonna say and i think yeah, that's, yeah, pyramids I think in the that's, background 
I think yeah. that's Ruby Rose, by the way. It looks like Ruby Rose, but um, this game looks badass. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Clearly, you're going to defeat Raw at some point in the game. I mean, it, that's obvious. For wait a minute. We're at. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Bayek of Siwa might be over there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you you kind of crossed what I was going to say. I'm like, this is a crossover with Assassin's Creed. This uh, is part in, of the Assassin's Creed Infinity. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Yeah. Boom. 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 Um, Kevin, what do you think, man? Uh, I mean, it looks great, but it is just a, cinem a cinematic. Um, honestly, what do, I don't... what do you think about Crystal Dynamics helping them? Uh, you know, I like them. I, I'm going to be honest, though. Uh, the Tomb Raider games, they're good, but they didn't really like float my boat. Uh, I didn't, they felt kind of dated. Like there was a lot of, uh, as we talked about, um, quick time events and stuff. And that just, it didn't, they didn't feel good in those games for me personally. Uh, I only played the first two. I never played the third one, but, yeah, uh, so, team. yeah, that kind of, it kind of worries me a little bit if they're going to do more things like that. I hope they don't rely on that sort of, uh, those mechanics. But, uh, I mean, other than that, I mean, you know, they're good studio and they got, you know, fairly good chops. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't doubt that they could make something great. But I'd have to see it. This would be one of the things I'd really like to see reviews and stuff on. Yeah, I mean, we have we've only seen a cinematic. We need we, yeah. before even reviews, we need to see a whole lot more yeah. of this. Now, what I'll say is, a studios helping out studios is not like unheard of. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on the Xbox side, you're seeing the coalition. I, I, I believe I've heard jumping into and helping out mm -hmm. with Halo Infinite as well as other studios potentially. On the PlayStation side, we've heard you know Bend Studio and. Uh, yep. San, the San Diego studio helping out with Naughty Dog games and all that. Yeah. Um, and we've seen it. And the reason I, 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 um, I drew that conclusion, uh, that speculative conclusion of, is it struggling where it's at right now? Because it's an ambitious title is, I mean, you guys remember Metal Gear Salt or Metal Gear rising where mm -hmm. uh, Kojima left it up to, you know, sort of his, his predecessors to sort of take that game on. And that game was struggling and they had yeah. to, get platinum games to help them, you know, push that game, you know, and, and, and make it a game, make it beyond that concept, yeah. beyond that, that very small vertical slice that it had and make it a, a, a game with gameplay that actually worked. So yeah. I, yeah. I wonder if some of that, um, Jeremy, I think you may be right. And yeah, the, it's, this is a, the scope of this game might've increased and there's just a light, lot to do. And um, I do think that it's a sort of a, you usually see that within studios, like again, coalition and, mm -hmm. and, and three, four, three working together. I was really surprised to hear about the collaboration between crystal dynamics and, and the initiative. Yeah. Last rising that ended up coming out as revengeance, right? Yes, man. That game was good. I don't care what anybody says. That game was hard at the end. The last boss. I, I never, I, I, I bought it recently on a sale for like seven bucks. I need to get oh, back and play, play it eventually. Yeah. Play yeah. It. It's so good. It's literally okay. Uh, that'll actually unsell you. So I won't say that. Just play it. It's good. Our last story uh, before we get into one more news bite two is the Sony Pictures CEO says he expects more buyouts. So when asked uh, during an interview, if he's, he's going to see more consolidation on the, the movie side, uh, he responded with quote, I think the traditional medium of television and film has probably peaked and the new growth area will be the games business. And who's better positioned for that than Sony? Uh, I kind of butchered the quote at the end, but essentially that <laughs> end quote. And <laughs> for the record, I butchered that. But anyways, he's like, "Who's better positioned for that?" I'm like, "Uh, well, financially, Microsoft, 
Yeah. Tencent, <laughs> Amazon. Uh, but obviously, you know, PlayStation has a pedigree in, in that. No. So um, what do you what do you guys think? Do you is is it an arm rate arms race in the past? Uh, you know, Herman Holst has said it's not an arms race, and we're being very methodical about how we're doing it. And I, I agree with that. Like Crystal, you mentioned yeah. at the top of the show where it's like they're nurturing these studios. Yeah. Um, so question for you just in general, what are your thoughts on uh accusations acquisitions <laughs> what are your thoughts on acquisitions just in general and do you want sony to acquire more studios oh boy i have i i'm i lean on the exclusives or anti-consumer side from the perspective of cost accessibility globally and how much it impacts a gamer's ability if i can't afford to buy into multiple ecosystems yeah. then i have to miss out but yeah. when I look at Sony and it was this, in, I should have read your agenda because like <laughs> I would have known what was happening. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, so yeah, if I look at, no, I look at Sony I'll, yeah. and I look at Microsoft, I don't see them as competitors actually at all. They're two really different companies focusing yeah. on two yeah. different business aspects. I think Absolutely. Microsoft's subscription-based plan needs quantity over quality and that's totally yeah. fine i think sony's ecosystem is very unique in that it's the opposite especially if you're yeah. going to charge 70 bucks a game and it's quality over quantity yeah. so i do think sony is gonna because sony's not making t they're not like making electronics and doing much anymore so they are yeah. all in on this content creation yeah. so yep. it would make sense to me that they're gonna have to take the nintendo nintendo rule or whatever you want to call it and live and die by the first party essentially. So I think it's reasonable. No. They, they could acquire more. They probably, they're probably already working on all kinds of shit. It's Sony. It's just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree with you. Um, they're, they are playing some different games, but I, I think Sony has got to be looking at that subscription, the subscribe subscription dollars because Last year, I'm trying to remember this stat right here. I believe PlayStation off of services and advertisements made 3.5 billion, right? That's not wow. game sales. That that's no. just their services. That's the PlayStation Plus. That's the PlayStation that's Now. Wild, and that's those all those Fortnite advertisements and FIFA advertisements <laughs> you're seeing at, at, on your homepage. They no. made 3.5 billion off of that. You Damn, see how wow. ambitious. You see how ambitious Microsoft is with Game Pass and how all in they're going in subscriptions. And I, I agree with you. They have different philosophies, but I got to say that they are, I think they are looking at, at that. And, and, and I do think that it is a bit of an arms race because if PlayStation just sits there and does nothing, I mean, t every other week, Tencent is announcing a new yeah. studio that they've acquired or the that Embracer group. Amazing. Like, it feels like every month we have some new studios that are acquired. So I don't think this is an, a, a point what, you know, to take the high ground and say, hey, we're going to just focus on the guys we have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you are going to look at the people like the way Sony's doing it is look at the people that you have relationships with. And uh, whether again we talked about it being Ember Labs potentially, yeah. um, Blue Point Studios, which hasn't been announced yet. Um, shoot, I'm I'm drawing a blank on any of the others. There's, there's got to be other ones out there. At Sony, Sony's <laughs> Sony's weird because they're quiet. Like they're mm -hmm. always so quiet, and then we assume they're doing nothing, and then they yeah. blow our minds. Like yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeremy, what do you think? Do you do you see like as the 
the Sony Pictures boss is saying here, do you see this consolidation happening like faster than ever on the game side? Yeah, I mean, content is king and and Microsoft kind of accelerated it. Um, you know, of course, you know, we know that their yep. main focus is to get Game Pass on almost nearly any device that they can and in order <laughs> for people to stay subscribed to said device, you need to provide the content of it, right? Yep. Or else you get that Netflix problem of, hey, you know, Witcher comes out in the winter, Yep. I'm going to subscribe during the winter and then I'm going to cancel afterwards once I'm done with Witcher. Um, so you got to keep people kind of invested in the platform. And the way to do that is to constantly deliver content. And that's what Microsoft's doing. Um, I'm not too concerned, you know, if like someone like Embracer Group or Tencent were to kind of acquire studio, because at least mm. that still keeps it as a kind of like a multi-platform game yeah whereas yeah. you know if someone were like like nintendo sony or or microsoft purchases a studio you're pretty much locking out you know kind of like a yeah. library of games from from other gamers so i mean we can kind of see that in bethesda right we all enjoy Deathloop. if they decide to continue it Deathloop 2 is now an xbox exclusive yeah. and we can't yeah. really like play it right unless we have an xbox um and then i think from the from the Sony kind of aspect of it, like gaming is, is their kind of almost like their number one pillar now. Like it's the yeah. one that makes a lot of money for them. And I feel like, you know, like other Thank you, Andrew kind House. of like Sony departments have kind of had their acquisitions. So they acquired like Crunchyroll and then, you know, Sony pictures also acquired. Um, Funimation. Exactly. Funimation and Crunchyroll. So, it's it's only natural that it's you know somewhere down the line that it would be kind of like sony like playstation studios's turn to actually kind of you know get a studio they did get insomniac and then they did get fire sprite and and uh nixes so and housemark yeah. I mean, since like, listen, I wouldn't, if it wasn't for COVID, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be here right now. We wouldn't, I wouldn't have this microphone in front of me because yeah. I love gaming. Right. And I, yeah. I've always loved gaming, but like that accelerated so much when I had two hours more per day and not driving yeah. back and forth from the office, working from home and being able to think about games and play games yeah. more often. Yeah. Um, and you know, you've seen the numbers, you've seen how much the industry has grown and accelerated. Um, so that's why you're seeing these st strategic acquisitions, even doing things where it's like Sony acquired Evo, the fighting tournament, you know, where it's like, there's opportunity <laughs> there. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, uh, Crystal and, and Jeremy, like I, I myself think in acquisitions overall are, are, are. In, in, in a lot of cases are great for studios. I think we, we talk about the 20 person team at Ninja Theory and what they were working on a shoestring budget for Hellblade yeah. and just the amount of resources that they probably have right now for Hellblade too. I, you know, I just think about all these indie developers. We say it over and over again, where they are, if they, if their game fails, it's over for them, you know, yeah. it's, they have to move on to something else or get jobs elsewhere. Yeah when you're acquired and you have that security, um, you can focus on the creativity. So I think for a lot of studios, for Housemark, for Ninja Theory, for Arcane, I mean, Arcane did not have critical hits. I'm sorry, they had critical hits, but not commercial success yeah. with, with Dishonored and Dishonored 2 and mm -hmm. Prey. And I think there was talks with their uh, the France studio closing down, the studio that just dropped Deathloop. 
So I think that gives <laughs> studios like that a lot of security. Yeah. Um, so I think it's great for that. But I agree with you that it does uh, lock a lot of people out. Uh, you know, selfishly, it doesn't affect me. I play them all. I love them all. But yep. there are a lot of people that aren't as privileged to have that. I mean, I at many points in my life, I had just the one console. I never had that in N64 experience because we had just had that one console in, in PlayStation. Kevin, what are your thoughts? I mean, you guys hit the nail on the head. Um, like Jeremy said, you need content. And, and, you know, like, I mean, I really agreed with, I've never heard anybody put it like that, Crystal, where, you know, Microsoft relies on quantity over quality because they need to keep people interested and have a vast majority of, or, uh, you know, keep the eclectic gamer, um, you know, and just keep all these options open. Whereas Sony is very direct and very concise with what they put out there and what they make and they take their time. And, uh, and you know, their first party games are all hits. Um, I can't think of the last first party game they put out that was just terrible, you know? And so, uh, and I see you over there, Daniel, thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to troll and say Days Gone, but no, I like Days Gone. <laughs> or you could just oh, be like 50% of Twitter and say The Last of Us 2. <laughs> <laughs> but, but exactly, right? Like, like, I can't think of the last game they put out that was truly like a total stinker. Um, and so... Yeah, and same with Microsoft. I mean, their first party games are, are fantastic, except Halo 5. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but are Bethesda games fantastic? Yes, they are. Okay, you know what? Actually, so I was playing Deathloop and I was thinking, man, you know what? This game, sorry, I'm getting off topic. Really, but that's arcane. That's a whole different their, mentality. Hold on, you, you just mentioned Fallout 4, though. Yeah, but so but Bethesda, they're not fantastic games. They're fun, but they're not polished. Oh yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, I mean, those okay. the game. I thought, Death up, was, I thought Deathloop was very polished. By very the way, polished. I, yeah, I, 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 different yes. mentality. Yeah. Yes. Bethesda, though, they came out with this game years ago for the PS3, I think, called Wet. And you're like, you're like an assassin, uh, and you got a sword, you got guns, uh, and and you like run on the walls and stuff. Anyway, it's great, and and just Deathloop made me think of that game like it was a super polished well thought out super polished well thought out like almost like what that game could have been uh and and it just wasn't because it was like at that time and uh kat von d was super popular as so the character looked like pretty much identical to her which that was great at the time uh but uh anyway that being said sorry off topic. Uh, yeah, dude, I think I, I agree with everything you guys have said. I, I think that uh, content acquisition is is very important, uh, whether they want to admit it out loud or not. And and if they're going to continue to thrive, they they do need to grow and, and they do need to, you know, get those studios. I mean, OK, like Jeremy said, though, I, I agree with that. Like where if Tencent or or what's the other studio, those guys group. Embracer Group, get these games. We're pretty much guaranteed. Okay, these are gonna these are gonna launch on all consoles. Like that'll be fine. But but yeah, I, I will say I am a little bummed out when something like I really like is only gonna come out on Xbox because then maybe I can't play that with my friends or something. I don't know. Yeah, and and obviously an extreme, and I don't think this is gonna happen. But if if Nintendo went and acquired all the remaining studios or Microsoft yeah. or PlayStation did. <laughs> It, it kills competition. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, the Bethesda move, I think, was a big move. And, you know, you're, yeah. there are a lot of games now. Like, you look at the Xbox portfolio and, and you realize how much of it, how much they yeah. needed to rely on an acquisition like that in comparison. Like, 
they just acquired a giant publisher and in, in Bethesda and have yeah. what, what how many studios that came along with it, right? And how many different IPs that came along yeah. with it. Dude, but like scrolls. But then you <laughs> then you get like the PlayStation showcase and you're like, hey, Microsoft just made this giant move and PlayStation is still holding its own. You compare yeah. the two and the games that are coming out, yeah. and PlayStation's still holding its own right now. But like again, you if if you let these other studios that are out there, the Techlands that are that's doing Dying Light 2, or the the, the I think Deep Silver is owned by uh Embracer, I think, or mm -hmm. one of them. Um, but the uh, IO Interactive and mm -hmm. uh you know Rocksteady and the WB games and all, all that stuff. If you like, if all of them start going to one side over the other, you know, it's the, no. one platform is going to get dwarfed. The, yeah. the, the kids are going to be talking about the platform that has the 12 games coming out in, in a few months and in, in two months versus the one that only has three or four games per year. Just like humor me for a second. Can you imagine if Xbox got all the rock steady games and PlayStation had all the Spider-Man and, you know, insomniac games like that would tear me apart. I would hate that. Why yeah, would it sure. you, you you own both of them? So like you know, I know, it's, it's, I know, but I don't I don't want them to be on. I, I want my trophies. Okay, I, I don't want to be on Xbox. Just I saying. I might it's actually so do more multi-platform games on Xbox. My achievement, my gamer score sucks. Some people have a bias too. I mean, I actually love the Dual Sense. I think it's yeah. like the most yeah. adult and insane controller I've ever used. <laughs> I would prefer to. to well, the PS3, like that yeah, still yeah. has like child vibes. Yeah, I would prefer to play games on that because of. Yeah. I mean, it's okay to have a bias. Just feels so hot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I listen. I think it's totally okay to have a, a bias. I think having a preference, um, your your platform that has a lot of the games that interest you, no. does not equate to you being toxic fan or yeah. a console warrior or a fanboy. Like, yeah. no. Uh, I think it's natural as human beings. It's natural to have no. something that you might gravitate towards. To I feel like yeah. And you know, I'll speak for myself. Um, I love them all, but like, I am most interested in PlayStation. Like yeah. I am most passionate about those games and, and, and the stuff that's coming up on that side. Um, all right. We got one news bite. Speaking of Xbox and games coming out on that side, um, the halo infinite, I'll just run through this really quick. Chime in if you guys want to, but otherwise it's going to run through this really quick and we're going to wrap up here. So the halo infinite tech preview is happening, uh, this weekend. Um, if you signed up before the 13th as an Xbox or Halo Insider, you got access to it. So I know uh, Jeremy, Kevin, and I are, got access to it. Crystal, you probably didn't. You're not a. I, you said you're not a big Halo person, right? I don't have a Series X yet. I don't have a new Xbox yet. But I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not. <laughs> I haven't liked Halo since the second one. I'm, I know. <gasps> you're, you're gonna break Mo's heart. Uh, Only Halo Five okay. is back. <laughs> but but listen so they got the tech preview out this weekend um 23rd through the 26th and again repeating on the 30th of september to october 3rd yes. uh and uh this weekend's it's supposed to be just arena as well as some of the training and like we weapon drills and all that next weekend is supposed to be the big team battle however an update is that they've discovered some late breaking issues that might have to actually delay the start of, of the, 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 the beta this weekend. Mm -hmm. So we might actually not actually get a chance to even play it tomorrow. Y'all. That's a bummer for the fans. Yeah. Waited a long, they have waited a long time for this. Oh yeah. They've just been, they, they've been salivating, but like, again, it goes back to the point <laughs> of like, 
Call of Duty Vanguard. I don't know if you guys have seen some of the clips online, but they're hysterical. Oh like the texture <laughs> bugs that they're having. It's just like characters are like morphing as if they're like an alien uh, from from Prey <laughs> or uh, Battlefields where, you know, David Burdett just last week uh, was mentioning yeah. how uh, it was unplayable on PlayStation. Like it was breaking on PlayStation where they yeah. had to uh, and, and all uh, all reports of that is that that's in rough shape and for a game that's launching in about a month or so, like a month, yeah. a couple months, like wow. all these games, right? Call of Duty's launching in uh, November, ba uh, Battlefield's launching in November, and Halo's launching in December. That's crazy. They, we're yeah. starting to we're starting to see these guys really, really press here to get make this this holiday <laughs> lineup right here. But uh, so that's happening. I you know to 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 sort of speak on my excitement of it is I watched the uh, the preview of it yesterday, and they were like sort of touring the various weapon drills, the weapons. Um, it was kind of cool. Like I like rode around in a warthog and sort of toured the maps that that you're gonna be playing on. Way so it's a really out. cool experience. As someone who's been away from Halo for ever since Halo Five. Um, I'm excited to d dive back in, and I think that's going to be my, uh, hopefully, my go-to multiplayer game. So chime in if you guys want, but I just thought I'd run through that at least as a news bite. You yeah, know, Halo used, 5 turned a lot to... of people off Halo. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. It. I actually used to love shooters. There was a time I played yeah. a lot of shooters, but like shooters back then hit different, like the original yeah. Modern yeah. Warfares. Oh, Ra yeah. Rainbow Six Vegas 2. Yes. Yes. I want nothing more than another shooter game like Rainbow <laughs> Six Vegas 2. And I, I nobody's delivering. And I, I think I yeah. just have fatigue from like, it just feels like a lot of the same. I just, I don't know. Rainbow Six Vegas 2. Have you played Timefall 2, by the way? No, but somebody was oh my telling goodness. me today I need to play that. Crystal, like I like I said a, a bunch of times on the, on the show <laughs> right now, is that I am not a big shooter fan myself. But Titanfall 2's campaign is all killer, no filler. It's 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 not very long. It is a really great campaign. It's probably the best shooter campaign that I've ever played. Um, and uh, I they usually don't hold my attention at all. And I was really into it. I just played it this year. Uh, I had started it previously, but uh, finally finished it. Uh, I replayed it and finished it this year. So highly recommend I that one. I, I need that shooter that like draws me back into because I used to need. really love them. And I just, that was like the last great shooter I played. And it just kind of, my heart's been broken so much. So maybe that's what I need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just going to run throughout this week really quick and we're going to be out of yeah. here. Kana Bridge of Spirits dropped on PS5, PS4, and PC on September 21st. World War Z Aftermath dropped on PS5, PS4, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and PC on September 21st. Pokemon Unite made its way onto iOS and Android September 22nd. Diablo 2 Resurrected is uh, oh, dropping yeah. on Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Ember on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on September 23rd. Mech Warrior 5 Mercenaries is dropped, dropped on PS5 and PS4. Thank you, Kevin. September 23rd. I could stop. I could. Uh, <laughs> Mech Warriors? I remember I used to go to the arcade and play Mech Warrior. I, I played all the other ones too. His face. You didn't see, you didn't see his face. What was his face? I don't, I don't know. He did, he did this fucking face. <laughs> you were, oh, you were actually hyped. <laughs> I was watching his face. You were hyped. You were hyped mid yawn. You were hyped mid yawn. How does that happen? How does that, I, how is that even possible? Okay. 
Okay, so as a singer, when you smile, you lift this 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 plate right here, and then that's what triggers a yawn response. So a lot of the times when I smile, I make myself yawn. Oh shit! Look at that. <laughs> I guess it's time to end the show. Sable dropped on Xbox and uh, PC no September twenty third. The Forgotten City made its way onto Switch September twenty third. Death Stranding Director's Cut, yes. PS5 coming tomorrow, September 24th. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot made its way to Switch. It's going to make it switch on September 24th. Did you, Lost you. Did you guys play that game? Because no. honestly, I was pretty no. damn let down. No, like, I, I love Dragon realize... Ball Z. Like, Dragon Ball Z is life, yes. but I, I it, it is. Because... But you don't realize how much Goku's dead until you play that game. And then you only play as Goku like... <laughs> Like literally everything is filler and the only killer is like 10 hours at a time when you play as Goku to like save the world four times. Yeah, and other like, than that, you're playing everybody else. And you're like, I want to play Goku. That's how the show was. It just made you always yeah. uh, uh, yearn for more Goku, but he was always lost. Speaking of yeah. lost, lost judgment is dropping on PS five, PS four, Xbox series, X and S Xbox one tomorrow, September 24th. <laughs> Game Pass this week, games this week. Sable, Lost Worlds Beyond the Page, Subnautica Be Below Zero, and the Tainted Grail. <laughs> Thank you. I was hoping so. Conquest uh, is making its way to the PC. And the That's Tainted Grail. Been our show. <laughs> Covered a lot of ground and a lot of really interesting stuff. Crystal, I want to thank you once again for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. I had a lot of fun. This was Kevin, Kev, Kevin, and I. We we're dangerous together. I like it, and then I like how I like how Jeremy throws in shit too. And then Dash is just Dash is like sitting there like a parent who's not going to pay attention to the situation. I I very much enjoy the dynamic. <laughs> I am watching the clock constantly, and I'm like, if I let these fuckers go, this is going to be a four hour episode. Probably, probably. You know, I, I'd be happy. Uh, uh, all right, yeah. You. Crystal, where, um, so yeah, where can people find you and where can people find the Game Junkie show? I will link everything up in the description, but please go ahead for our audio listeners. Uh, on on Twitter, I am C Smith Shine. So that's my Twitter handle thingy, whatever you young kids call that's them. So I don't cute. know. I'm like an old boomer now. I act like it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's Crystal D Smith is where you can find it's youtube.com forward slash Crystal D Smith. You'll find the Game Junkie Show playlist and like other stupid shit I'm, I'm, because I'm, I'm stupid. I'm subscribed to you and but I still searched you up as Crystal D Smith and you got a good SEO. I found you right away. So well, I, I hope so because I used to do that for a living for clients. Um okay, and then good. I'm, I, uh, on anchor, I'm on anchor.com. I think it's forward slash crystal, maybe a hyphen D. I don't mm -hmm. fucking know how they do that. Just why don't you, uh, if you, if you find it, won't you, or I'll, I'll try to find it. I'll, I'll link all that stuff up in the description. That'll be easier there. Cause you can go to anchor and then find me. I'm now on Spotify, Apple podcasts, pocket casts, and then you can listen on nice. anchor. Y'all check out crystal on Twitter. Check out the game junkie show. Tons of really good topics. Um, and a lot of really good, hearty discussion from each one of them. Thank you. Jeremy Rain, what's the final word? Or where can people find you? I said you asked for the final word. Uh, Captain Ginyu! Oh, Captain Ginyu! Captain Ginyu! Ginyu. Ginyu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say, you know, we didn't, we didn't get to, uh, I didn't get to say it, but 
there was allusion to a or um uh, god my words are all over the place right now uh but rainbow six uh yes. vegas 2 i will also say that rainbow six black arrow was one of the best shooters that i played back in the day um but anyways you can find me at nxs jeremy on the tweeters I didn't Tweeters. play the the arrow one you just talked about. Rainbow Six Vegas Two was fantastic. I love that Aww. campaign. Kevin K. Fun. We've, we've been having way too much fun. Um, I knew. I, by the way, I knew we would. I, I it was guaranteed. Yeah. Crystal on the show guaranteed good fun. Thank you. We've been having yeah. Way too yeah. much fun. Yeah. I knew. I um, this was exactly <laughs> as planned. <laughs> so you can find me at uh, on Twitter at nxs Kevin. Uh, my Tinder profile. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if you want, if yeah, if you want to get a good look at his pierced nipples, uh, you're not going to see them on Twitter. You're going to find them on Tinder. You're going to go to Adam and Adam. Actually, wait a minute. Be, uh, where you're gonna find me. For, for science, <laughs> for science. <laughs> my wife will be very surprised to hear that I have both of those profiles. <laughs> Subscribe she to his OnlyFans. She is a listener yeah. of the show, so shout out to Kevin's wife. My my, uh, my OnlyFans account is Lumberjacks R Us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's mine <laughs> oh, folks you can find us at nxs cast on twitter you can find me at dash revolver and for all the wonderful folks here on the show i'm dash and we'll see y'all next time <laughs>